Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Today is the 28th of December, day 16 in the month of Teves. The year is 5784. And this is my final JM in the AM for 2023. Tomorrow, Mayor Ferdig is going to be sitting in, please God. And I will please God be back in our New York City studio Monday on the very first day of January. And uh, you're all invited for this amazing radio ride every single Monday through Friday between 6 and 9 a.m. And, of course, 24 hours a day on the Nahum Siegel Network. And I thank all of you who've been appreciating our broadcast from Jerusalem. Great reaction to our Tzvi Kelly interview from a couple of days ago. Thanks to Mayor Fertig for sitting in yesterday. And thanks to Mayor Fertig for sitting in tomorrow. Much appreciated. Weekly update will return a week from tomorrow. Weekly update will return on the uh, 5th of January with Malcolm Honline. And here we are in the holy city of Jerusalem on what for us is the final day of our first. There are two deadlines to our 40th anniversary campaign. There are two deadlines to our 40th anniversary campaign. The second is going to be the actual hard ending deadline, which, by the way, today I said to myself, maybe I should return to Jerusalem for that, but that's a discussion for another time. Uh, And that'll be sometime in January or February. And then there's the first deadline. I call it the soft deadline, but an important deadline for a lot of people in our audience because, as the accountants will tell you, apparently you are allowed, and I I don't really know these rules because I'm not in the accounting field. I rely on other people to handle the CFO responsibilities at the Nachum Siegel Network and the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. But I would say that um, that from what I'm told regarding uh, United States tax law, if you give a donation before the December 31st to a not-for-profit, then you may uh, take a tax deduction uh, on your 2023 uh, tax forms. If you would wait, for instance, until January of 2024 then you would be taking that tax deduction a year from now. Let me confirm with somebody who knows a bit more about accounting than I do, and that would be the great uh, Egal Siegel. Am I correct about that? Oh, oh, there we go. Am I correct about that? Yes. Wow, no (laughs) qualification. I'm actually just right, and that's it. I was just shocked that you understood what was going on. (laughs) Thanks. So those of you who, and by the way, one other incentive this was something we thought would only happen on Hanukkah, but thank God we have matchers who gave us quite a generous amount. Anything that's donated today will be matched. So if you give $180 today, it's really $360. If you give $360 today, it's really $720. If you give $1,000 today, it's really $2,000. With all that in mind, a big thank you to our good friend David Fishoff, normally in California, but as we know from the Pollard interview, this time in New York, in the Jerusalem. A $360 donation with doubling, thank you, with matching, I should say. Roy Laurie Blumenstrauch insisted on giving $600 and having it matched to $1,200, but they did so in three individual payments, which you'll see online if you go to our fjbunity.org page. Again, fjbunity.org. We had a couple of anonymous donations. We had Susan Samet, Le'ilu Nishmas Heshi, um, Tzvi Zev Ben Yaakov, his fourth yard site is next Shabbos. Brenda Sokoloff gave 75. It became 150. Yosef Siegel 
I know there are many Which Joseph one? Siegels, yeah. and this one, this time it's the one from Queens. Ah. Sent me a beautiful note overnight about how proud he is of the broadcast we've been doing over the last week. And he said, this is not from any other source. This is literally me giving you 54, which will be doubled to 108. So he's responsible for $108. Henny Rudetsky, Sam and Henny, I hope you're doing well. With heartfelt thanks and Alchem Siegel for providing us all over so many years with a wonderful source of information, entertainment, inspiration, and chizuk, especially during these challenging times. We're so grateful to you. Guys, I can't thank you enough. I know Henny and Sam a long, long, long time. And their $72 four times high became eight times high uh, with the matching. Baruch and Esther Kagan, the program's a beacon of, of inspiration, especially during these challenging times. Thank you, Nachman, your wonderful staff, for always helping us understand what's happening in Eretz Israel every day and guiding us in our support of our brethren in Eretz Israel. May you be gebench. Thank you to Baruch and Esther Kagan. And Panina Kaplan is our most recent donor. Her two times high became four times high by becoming a donor at fjbunity.org. Now, Gigal Siegel. Yes, Nachman Siegel. It is amazing how we announce an end-of-year fundraiser sometime in November. I don't remember what date it was. Mm -hmm. When did we kick it off? With Ralph and with Steve? Officially, it was the first trip. No, way. No, with Ralph and Steve, we did it in the Teaneck studio. Right, right, right. I don't remember what day that was. But anyway, it was in November. It was in November. And I beg the people who tune into the show. I say, listen, we've got multiple revenue streams. All of them have to be robust. We have corporate sponsorships. We have advertisements on the air. And obviously, we have listener support, very similar to, you know, PBS and other institutions that, you know, again, need multiple revenue streams in order to be successful. Right. Now, our listeners always came through in the past, but today I'm a little bit on edge because today's our our soft, our unofficial deadline because, you know, that December 31st date is looming. And remember what Ralph taught us. What did Ralph teach us, our chairman? That if you have an IRA and you're at an age where you have to take what's called the required minimum distribution every year, um, <clears throat> so then you are RMD, not, RMD, very nice, very good. <laughs> so you are able to uh, use that as a charitable donation. You can make a donation from your IRA, tax free for you, for tax free, yes, for you, for the person donating. If you take the RMD for yourself, you have to pay taxes on right. it. But if you t- take the RMD and send it to a uh, charity like Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, for, understa- for for instance, right? Then you will get a uh, a tax deduction on that. Now, if you're not at that age, and you've waited till now to give, I say, you know what? This is as good a time as any. After all, if we now today mm-hmm. officially are at seventy five thousand eight hundred forty dollars, right? I mean, Egal Siegel sitting in that chair with his headset on and his computer going and his printer whirring in the background, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And he's saying to himself, hmm, how high can Nahum get today? Because after today, we only have a few weeks left to finish off this campaign. But today is this, this artificial slash realistic deadline. Well, first of all, there's a couple of deadlines here. Whoa. If you remember, I've gotten a lot of feedback about the end of the campaign. I think it was last year. Yeah. Very the exciting. end of the campaign last year was an extremely exciting, exciting, unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, we had a great time. It was on our porch. I think it was a beautiful weather that Friday. Was yeah. it windy or sunny? There was something interfering with us. I don't remember what it was exactly. Well, you know how it is. Yeah. It's Jerusalem, Anyways, baby. Exactly. So um, this is your last day or this is your last show in israel for this my trip. last day on the air from jerusalem in 2023 and by the way 
if you would have told me in August that I would have be, be broadcasting from Jerusalem in October, November, and December, I never would have believed it. I never would have believed it either. Someone made the comment to me last night at dinner. They said, you don't, this, these are people who live in Israel, you don't know the impact that as so many people were figuring out ways to leave Israel, they were talking about some of the seminary and yeshiva students as well, not a criticism, everyone knows the fact that many of them left, not a criticism, everyone's got their own situation. As so many people were scrambling, as so many people were scrambling to leave, right. you, Nachum Siegel, figured out what's Waiting. the earliest way you can get to Israel, and you have to be here for this. Which, as I've said, each of your three trips, um, that it, it's much appreciated by people who live here when, when people like you come. Well, I appreciate that. And Especially the, for me as your brother, I, f- I feel a stronger connection to you. Right. And I'll tell you something. The, um, every one of these, I really wish, you know, it's funny. You want to hear something funny? You know, we're doing these short videos for Instagram and stuff like that. I right. mean, you, you, of course, know about it. You're the backbone of the whole operation. But Oh, thank you, <laughs> but yesterday I say to Stacy Siegel, I said, you're not going to believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I say to her, I wish somebody would interview me Sunday or Monday of next week to discuss these three trips. And then I had a vision of taking some of the pieces and putting them on Instagram, you know, with interesting comments about what I viewed when I was here and what I experienced when I was here, etc. And I said to her, I said, I just don't know who could do it. I, I honestly did say to her, I said, if we were sticking around and Yigal was still here, I may sit down with him like a Saturday night or something and ask him just to do a half hour with me, put it on video, you know, like that type of thing, just because I do think you're quite qualified to do it. Thank you. So I say to her, I said, I wonder, you know. Why don't you interview yourself? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you are the best. I really should, right? <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. So I said to her, I said, uh, yeah, can you think of anybody in our life that can casually do this? She said, yeah. I know who could do it. She says, who? Well, why are you shaking your head? You I think I know who she's Who? Saying. I mean, I'm afraid to say who? Benjamin. Yeah, right. she said Benjamin Siegel. I said, 100%. you know, that's a good idea. It would be pretty cool to release some short videos of Benjamin asking me and me answering questions about these trips. Now, Benjamin is somewhat available Sunday and Monday back in the U.S., so we may try. Oh, Monday's New Year's, that's right. Yeah, so we may try to, to put, I haven't told him yet, by the way, he's finding out now. <laughs> I was going to tell him last night, but I didn't feel I should put him under that pressure. Like, why, you know? So, may, so he may be, we may do that, have a casual conversation, take some of the pieces, and release them online, which I think will be pretty cool. I think just the idea, I mean, Benjamin will do a great job in interviewing you, but I think the idea of you being the interviewee and telling right. you. Because right. I, you know, if you remember a couple of days ago, we tried to do, I tried to ask you what your perspective is. Are you right. feeling it? So, Coming from Benjamin, I think that would be good. So we may do that. Uh, we're always trying to think of innovative ideas. And a big thank you, by the way, to the person responsible for the Inbal Hotel being our main center of operation in Jerusalem. That's, of course, Ronnie Timsit, their general manager. He'll join us in the uh, first hour this morning here at JM in the AM. We'll have that inf- interview, that conversation here on the air. Also, we're expecting Ellie Rothstein. Right. Kavla Noar is doing big work here in Israel, especially during the war. We'll discuss things with him. Everybody fast, we'll stop by for a few minutes. We are expecting Simon Jacob and Steve Adelsberg, both of them with pitches for the fundraiser, because, folks, if you haven't given yet, today's a good day. Let's, let's, off, let's finish off this year and then finally you know, utilize the next month to get to our goal. Uh, that's what we'd like to do. So whatever you can give today at fjbunity.org, today's a really good day to get there, to, 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 to give, and a very good day to get a nice tax deduction for 2023. Can I make my pitch? 
Ooh, you have a pitch. Now, I want to reiterate what I said a couple of days ago. We were here Tuesday. Today's Thursday. <laughs> to remember the day. Today's Thursday. And if you remember on Tuesday, so there were a couple of things that happened, which I thought were very indicative of what Nahum Siegel does on, on almost a daily basis. You interviewed um, the uh, the director of the, Man- the Kobe Mandel Foundation, his sister. Eliana was here. Eliana. And... Uh, you made a very strong pitch to people to go straight to their website to donate because they needed they needed donations. Right. And I was sitting here I'm looking <laughs> at you going, hey, what about our <laughs> And the truth is, I say every time I listen to the show, I go, hey, what about us? Because you know, <laughs> I'm in charge of the money, so I got to worry about where it's coming from. <laughs> if you remember the old movie... Uh, Spencer Tracy with Boys Town? Yes. So I'm, the, I'm the guy with the watch, and you're Spencer Tracy. And for those of you who haven't watched it, it's good night to watch it. 1937, I think it was a great movie. Uh, Mickey Rooney was in that movie. Anyway, so, um, so I, 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 I just do. thought it was, it was an amazing thing, that, and, and, and it, it really was indicative of you. You are the guy who tries his best. You know, I know that you get a lot of requests for interviews and you really try to give everyone time, especially organizations that are raising money. Um, if you remember the second thing that happened that day was Chaim Ruttenberg, the beef, the beef jerky the beef guy. <laughs> and he got on and he called you his Rebbe. Yeah, and boy. he said that he used to sneak into the nurse's uh, office in, in his uh, high school, school right? in Spring Valley and would listen to you for 20 minutes at a time, whatever it is. <laughs> and he's and he felt like you know it's it's really amazing to me the impact you don't see the impact you don't stand in front of you know fifty thousand people every day and speak but you do <laughs> you know they're listening and whether it's live right now at six fifteen in the morning in New York or wherever you are in the world or if it's on archive Archive, sure. where you have a tremendous amount of listenership I, I just want to say. To the people who are listening, Nahum has made you aware of so many organizations, so many causes, so many people who need help. And he has given of himself for 40 years in this capacity. And all you have to do is go to fjb, fjbunity.org and make a donation Make a donation to acknowledge the fact that for 40 years, Nahum has sat, whether it's on, on, on terrestrial radio or in the internet, he has always been there for the Jewish community and he's always been there for people as their Rebbe, to teach them what Chesed really is. So uh, my pitch is (laughs) to please give a donation. And remember, for a $180 donation, you get an autographed copy of Nahum's book. I'm sorry, for $360. Which becomes $720. Which becomes $720 now that we have matching. You want me to get writer's cramp? I mean, come on. (laughs) So let's go for $360. If you can go for $360, great. If it's $180, if it's $100, whatever it might be, please do not hesitate. Go straight to fjbunity.com unity.org and make your donation now. Thank you so much. Listener Terry says her niece worked for Kavla Noir for years, Tali Simkis, and she's looking forward to hearing the interview in hour number two this morning. Also, we've heard from Chairman Ralph. Ah, not Ralph. Chairman Ralph. What's his real name? Oh, uh, Shmuel. Shmuel. (laughs) Chairman Shmuel, good morning. And Bracha. They called him up from Aliyah this morning. Yeah. So I listened carefully. I heard the Shmuel. Ralph. I I heard the Shmuel. (laughs) Anyway, so yes. Chairman Ralph, who I assume is with One Israel Fund at the moment. Yeah, he's on the mission. Yeah. I mean, he's on the bus. Do they know that he's not paying attention to their, to their announcements and he's listening to us? Someone's called call Scott <laughs> Someone called Scott Fulman and tattletale on Ralph. Scott, there's a guy listening to now. So he, meaning Ralph, our chairman, says, via a credit card transaction, 
right. right? Transaction made via credit card before December 31 is considered made in the 2023 year. What I'm assuming he's pointing out oh, is that one might think if you do a 1231, it may be because it's New Year's, it'll be postponed until January 2nd. It's not really. And he says, no. no. Right. If you give that payment on the 31st of the, of, or after business hours on the 31st, you know, the whole thing. Until midnight. Correct. Of December It's considered 31st. made in the 2023 The year. second you hit that donate button, that's the date and the right. time of your donation. Correct. So do not hesitate. Don't wait for December 31st at 11.30 p.m., wherever you might be. And you know who you are. I'm not going to mention your name, but oh you know boy. who you are that you love doing this. Oh, boy. <laughs> Don't we? Do it now. Whether you're listening live to me now or you're listening on archives, whatever it is, please, 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 please. Here, Nahum's going to have Kavlanaro on. Kavlanaro is a tremendous On the final day of our soft part of our fundraiser. This was the day that we are going to have Steve Adelsberg come and hopefully Simon will come and make pitches. And you're having Kavlanaro on. And I am sure <laughs> that you are going to be pushing people to donate to Kavlanaro, which, by the way, I believe is a tremendous organization. And, you know, I mentioned to you about Ellie right. Rothstein, who I think is an amazing Very leader. Very talented, you said. Extremely talented guy. Major pasta expert. Pasta? Ask him about pasta. Seriously? The man is a pasta Where is he expert. from, Rome? No, but he, Bobish knows pasta. I'm telling you, it's great. I'm telling you. Oh, and Ask you're him. Mr. Pasta. So. Exactly. I yeah. love it. I mean, I don't really he did that much anymore because right. of the old, you know. But uh, <laughs> Egal, when we were younger, oh, lived on pasta. I mean, that was your thing. Like that was my your my white rice is your pasta, basically. Yeah, those were the days. Anyway, so I'm I'm just saying this is exactly why what's happening today is again here we are, the end of our campaign for the year in terms of 2023. The tax year is ending, and Nahum brings in someone else to ask them for money for someone else. I think your frustration is being heard by the audience. It's not frustration. Right, it's, I'm kidding it's around. It's ador- adoration. I am kidding around. I got a note from Rabbi Chanoch Teller. Ooh. He reminded me that on January the first, which is Monday, right. All of us can join distinguished rabbis and leaders of the five towns for a tribute to Rabbi Yehuda Kellermer, Zechert Tzadik Livracha. It's happening January 1st, Monday night, starting at 7.30 at 140 Central Avenue in Lawrence. Memorial presentations will be delivered by Rabbi Yaakov Bender, Rabbi Naftali Yeager, Rabbi Ari Leibowitz, Rabbi Yaakov Trump, and of course, Rabbi Hanoch Teller, uh, author of the book, If Not Higher, about Rabbi Kellermer. So that's this coming uh, Monday, Monday, January 1st, 730, 140 Central Avenue in Lawrence, New York. All right. So there you have that. All right. Please give everybody. It is, it's hour number one of a three hour fundraiser. That's what we're doing today. I'm not going to ask, I mean, Mayor Furtick, I'm sure will announce it tomorrow, but I'm not going to ask him to, you know, stay on the air and beg for money. I will ask him to remind everybody about I'll the, ask him. <laughs> about, about the deadline. Grandpa Mayor, <laughs> please. I'll have everybody remind, uh, I'll is have he, him remind everybody about the. Um, is he Saba, Grandpa? What is he? I have to find out. I really have to find out. I'll tell Mayor. I, I spoke, I. Yeah, texted him earlier. Good today. question. Very happy to hear the news. Very happy. You asked some good questions. See, I told you he'd be he good. He looks like a Saba to me. Mayor? Yeah. Not me. Really? To me, he's a high school kid. <laughs> 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 anyway, so uh, please, fjbunity.org. Your uh, donation is doubled right now. fjbunity.org. $360 for the autographed copy of the book. Again, th- uh, fjbunity.org. Fjbunity. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. Uh
אחינו, כל בית ישראל. אחינו, כל בית ישראל. הנתונים בצרה, בצרה ובשביה, העומדים בין בים ובין ביבשה. אחינו, כל בית ישראל, אחינו, כל בית ישראל, הנתונים בשרה, בשרה ובשיריה, העומדים בין בים ובין ביבשה. Thank you. 
in the AM with uh, Shmulek Sukkot, brand new. It's called Hitori. Before that, RJ2, brand new, the uh, Nachenu cover here at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us. Thursday morning broadcast, fjbunity.org. We're really pushing it today because today is the final day for me for 2023, Mayor Ferdigan tomorrow. If you'd like to make the donation before the end of the year, today's as good a day as any. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, because we have been posting a bunch of great video clips from the Jonathan Pollard interview and a whole bunch of great audio clips accompanied by photos from the Tzvi Kelly video, or I should say interview. So follow us on Instagram, the Achim Siegel Network, and you will be, uh, you'll be privy to those and uh, help us spread them around if you don't mind. Some important messages came from those conversations during this trip to the Holy Land. J.M. and the A.M. on this 28th day of December, day number 16 in the month of Tavis, with a big thank you to Mayor Furtick for sitting in yesterday. He'll be in again tomorrow, as I said. Weekly update with Malcolm Holmline will rev up again on the 5th of January. 5th of January, we'll have it for you here at J.M. and the A.M. The, um, the mood in this country, as I've outlined now for the last couple of days, uh, with the unfortunate a description of all hostages all the time. And that's what Israeli media is all about now. The plight of the hostage families and the uh, stories of the hostages themselves. This is not a criticism. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Everybody here wants the hostages back ASAP. When that's not the focus of the newscast, uh, generally speaking, the focus is the fallen soldiers. Yet another aspect of this war that's so difficult to deal with. Um, Not that any community losing anybody would be acceptable or or, or wouldn't be devastating, but for those who follow the Dati Lumi religious Zionist community, there has been an inordinate number of uh, casualties and wounded in that segment of Israeli society. And it's hard to to, uh, receive news about a fallen soldier and... uh, and one of them in the in the group of names, it's hard to 
it might be hard to believe this, but but one of them usually is somebody that you know or you know the family, you know the neighborhood, you know their neighbors, you know people who are very close with them. That's been the case over the last couple of days. There are people who have fallen who are relatives of people that I'm pretty close with. And um, how that will end and when it will end, nobody knows. Uh, the prime minister has made a commitment to keep this war going as much as possible. He yesterday made statements that indicated that they're going to be heading into the central and southern parts of Gaza in a much more serious way. I mean, these are concerns because we know the sacrifices that are going like are likely going to be made um, when those types of uh, military activity takes place. We know the reality, and they are terrible sacrifices, but obviously there's no choice at the moment. Obviously there's no choice. So that's where we stand um, as we speak with you on, uh, what is it, it's a 83? Uh, I believe we're at day number 83 of this war. And um, and we have a lot to pray for. Soldiers, hostages, we have a lot to pray for. The IDF on Thursday, today, published the names of three soldiers who fell in battle on Wednesday. Sergeant Asaf Pinchas Tubal, 22 years old of Kiryat Motskin. Uh, Captain Reserve Neria Zisk, 24 years old from Aswot Yitzchak. And Major Dvir David Fima, 32 years old from Kfar Yonah. I think Kfar Yonah has already suffered some casualties, if I'm not mistaken. 501 IDF soldiers, that is such a large number. 501 IDF soldiers have fallen since the beginning of this war. Wow. That is a big number. Continue to pray for the IDF soldiers. Continue to pray for the hostages. And um, let us hope, let us hope that... uh, We see the ultimate salvation very, very soon. Thursday morning, JM in the AM. My thanks again to Mayor Furtick for sitting in. He'll be in again tomorrow. Please give and give generously to our campaign, which is a 40th anniversary campaign. So it's not officially a year-end campaign, but lots of people like to give before the end of the calendar year. Tax purposes, etc. FJBUnity.org. Again, FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Dot org. Sholi is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Thank you. 
מבצרנו וכספנו ירבה כחום. וככוכבים הלילה, וככוכבים הלילה. נא לנו שבוע טוב, רענן כגן רטוב, ומהשם יבוא הטוב, כל היום וכל הלילה. יבורך הבית הזה, מפי נביא וגם חוזר. כוכבים בלילה, הכוכבים בלילה, הכוכבים בלילה, הכוכבים בלילה. המבדיל בין קודש לחול, חטאתנו הוא ינחול. צרינו וכספנו ירפה כחול, איך הכוכבים בלילה. נא לנו שבוע טוב, ענה כיכר הטוב, ומהשם יבוא הטוב, כל היום וכל הלילה, יבורך הבית הזה. Tell 
J.M. in the A.M. with Benny Friedman, Lola Fahed. Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Ronnie Timzit is the general manager of the Inbal Hotel. We had a chance to speak with him, which is always a delight. And we had a chance to thank him for his amazing hospitality and his staffs just bending over backward to help us in every way possible. Here's that conversation that took place yesterday. You're listening to hour number one on a Thursday at J.M. in the A.M. Ronnie Timzit is the general manager of the Inbal Hotel in Jerusalem. And again, he has uh, opened up his doors and his staff have been so hospitable in hosting us at the Nahum Siegel Network during this very important week, uh, the final week of the year when we are conducting so many important broadcasts uh, from Jerusalem. Ronnie, Todaraba, and welcome back to the show. Hi. Good to see you. So I came here... The first time was two weeks after the war started. Mm -hmm. Many of your guests were refugees from the northern Mm -hmm. part of Israel. Then I came about a month later, and things started to accelerate in the Mm -hmm. city of Jerusalem. It wasn't so deserted. There were more people on the street. Even the hotel, I think, had more guests. And now, at the end of December, I'm lucky I'm able to stay here (laughs) because this past Shabbat, for instance... I don't think you had a room available here, That's right? right. That's it was completely right. sold out. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what you expected, because we spoke at the beginning of October when I was here, mm-hmm. and it was a mystery to all of us. Would, would anybody come back, and in how many months would it take for them to come yes, back? Yes, we had no, no idea where we were going. We, we knew did. that we are in a big uh, crisis, right. of course. It was uh, obvious. Uh, and uh, we wait a little bit to, to see what's happening. And, uh, and suddenly... Uh, we, the country said 
the people from the north has to go, to find somewhere to to stay right. and uh, and hotels uh, some hotels said that they they are ready to host and some hotels were not ready to host we saw that we have to be uh, uh in this crisis in the in the middle uh, of 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 the of of, the, of doing something right. for for the country that is not business so we we accept uh, to to host uh, 40 rooms uh, of people from the north uh, and uh, we're lucky very nice people and uh, we took care of them we for us they are uh, Tourists from the north, right. and uh, and after very very quickly, uh, all the communities, especially in the states, uh, um, begin to organize uh, solidarity missions, and uh, we were also in the center of uh, of that uh, of that uh, energy to to do something uh, Jewish people to Jewish people. And the truth is we're in the middle of it right now because it's not just the end-of-year vacation crowd yes. that's here. You're talking about, I don't know, seven, eight missions that have gathered together yes. here at the Inbal. We have a lot some. of missions, but we have also a lot of individuals right. coming to see the family, to support the family. Uh, a lot of people having uh, soldiers, uh, lonely soldiers uh, in the front. Right. Uh, we have a couple, for example, that is here. One week is the husband. Was one week is the, uh, the the woman that is here, and they are waiting. If the kid is uh, out from uh, Gaza, they are here for uh, to host him. Yeah. So sometimes they don't see they don't see him. They are not, uh, but but they are here, and they are one week him, one week her. And uh, so you have so many stories here. Uh, when you talk with uh, with guests, uh, it's it's very uh, uh, touching uh, because you you see that people are here to help, and they are very concerned, and they need to do something, uh, and it's um, it's something that is uh, really, like I said, uh, touching. Now, this is all wonderful news for the tourism industry because, again, we didn't know what was going to happen for the first couple of months, and now you could sit here and say, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> I want to say but there is no when it comes to tourism, but hopefully your January will be very strong because people will be coming for yeshiva break, and now it looks like, hopefully, there'll be a Pesach season that will be robust. I have to be uh, honest. We... We, not all hotels are uh, like yours. full like, uh, right. like us. Uh, we, from the beginning, it was in the corona also, uh, same thing. We decide we don't close. As much that we can be open for regular guests coming to see their families, we have to be here. Very easy to be here on regular time and to enjoy the business of people, but when they need you, really... Uh, you have to be there, and right. that was a decision that was made by the ownership, and uh, uh, that we we have to open. So th that the uh, story. So we were here. So uh, the first mission came here, and mission is talking to mission. People are talking to to people, and and a lot of mission are here, uh, but most of the hotels we we don't. It is not tourism. 
Right. I, uh, I it's cannot in, call it tourism. tourism. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, something else. Uh, I, we, that's why we are doing special prices and because we don't see that as business. But definitely, it's, this gives us the possibility to keep our employees and right. to continue to, to give a good service and, and to be here. And you do anticipate a nice crowd in the second half of January. Yes, no? yes, yes, definitely. Right. We, we are uh, in January and February, we have the COP mission uh, uh, conference. Right. So we, we have uh, activities and we have our regular guests that are the the big, uh, the, the big quantity of guests that we we have. Now, one thing I noticed this past Shabbat was that you had a really nice English-speaking crowd, mm-hmm. and you had a really large Hebrew-speaking mm-hmm. yes, crowd. Yes, we, we see back Israelis coming for Shabbat. Right. Uh, yes, people need uh, need to disconnect. Uh, people are working very hard. I, I see my my wife. I see my friends. Uh, everybody's helping the the kids. The kids are in the army and right. they have uh, have grandchildren. And then somebody has to take care and help the 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 woman of Israel to to pass this period without seeing their uh, husband. So so people are working very hard. So you see them saying, "Okay, I'm taking a break uh, uh, for a Shabbat." I don't want to to cook, and uh, <laughs> and so you you see people are really last minute uh, right. deciding to to come. Right, but even beyond that, there was a Shabbat Chatan here, and there's a Bar yeah. Mitzvah from America, and there was a wedding coming up where they were getting together the family. There's a lot of activity here. That's the hope. Right, when you see that uh, things are uh, going, people are getting married, and people are getting to Bar Mitzvah, obviously, right. and uh, and things are happening, and that's very very important that they will have. Where to to do that? Okay, you know this audience. They're very loyal to the Inbal mm-hmm. Hotel. Right. Is it too early to speak about Pesach? Uh, no, uh, it it is the time we we begin to to have uh, our reservation department busy on on Pesach. People are getting organized. The issue is uh, flights uh, most of the time, oh, but we wow. we hear that. Uh, the companies, uh, international companies, are beginning to to get organized, and uh, they are speaking about January, beginning of January already to to have flights. Right. So if it's happening, so so Pesach will be busy uh, because uh, people will be able to to come, and and we'll see a lot of individual solidarity to Israel coming for uh, Pesach. I think yeah. uh, so. This we we have a lot of calls, we have a lot of emails, and uh, people will uh, decide quite quick. I right. think. Well, I remember, like I said, I remember seeing you the first time I was here after the war began, and we looked at each other like we have no idea what the future <laughs> holds. Baruch Hashem, at least here at the Inbal, I hope it'll be like that for the rest <laughs> of the country. Uh, Baruch Hashem, there's been a great response, and people both in Israel and outside of Israel are coming to spend time here. <laughs> so thank God for that. Yes. Uh, not too early for Pesach. People should just go to the website, the Inbal website. Yes, website, uh, calling. Uh, in the website, you have the Phone also uh, emails. It's very right. convenient, I think, because of the difference of time. It's uh, it's easier. 
and uh, yes to to ask to say what uh, what you need and and uh, yes i believe i believe that in january we will uh, close already uh, everything people will, will know where they are going i believe so by then they're probably right that's the way it usually works um, I thank you. I thank you and your staff and everybody. Again, the Inbal is serving as our, uh, as our home base while we do all these broadcasts from Israel, and I can't thank you enough. No, I have to thank you to pass the message and to, to talk to the people from here. It's very important. It's very important that people will know that we're continuing, and uh, little by little, life is getting to, uh, to regular. We are not the same... Uh, Uh, people that were uh, a day before, right. uh, it will take time, but the the hotel is here, completely the same. Uh, we reopen the restaurant. We 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 do everything as uh, as much that we we can do, and we have the staff for it. Let me give another plug. We had dinner at the O2 restaurant, mm -hmm. absolutely delicious, and we had the opportunity with our son to be at the Soup Festival, uh -huh. which has become a week-long event each week. That, that's, uh, yes, Three, four nights uh, a week, right? It's five. Five, five nights. nights a week. Yes, yes, yes. And people get to uh, really taste uh, some delicious yes. soups mm -hmm. and enjoy something very different mm -hmm. during this winter here mm -hmm. in, in Jerusalem. Yes, it definitely. Was really, it was really delicious. Ronnie Timson is general manager of the Inbal Hotel. to Balacha. Thank you. A pleasure. Man. My conversation with Ronnie Timzit from yesterday. There it is on JM in the AM. And a big thank you to the Inbal Hotel. Obviously, search them online. Utilize them for your next vacation or trip to Israel. Lots of solidarity missions here right now. Lots. I wish I had the whole list. Uh, B'nai Akiva, One Israel Fund, um, uh, Boca Raton Synagogue, uh, Young Israel of Century City. Um, a lot of beautiful missions to Israel that are taking place as we speak. And we acknowledge all of them. And if you're planning a, a visit, you know how incredible the Inbal Hotel can be for your group. Enjoy it. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network. And, of course, any beloved NSN app newscast coming up. Golly, it's all in the background. We have one address you need to know today, and that is fjbunity.org again fjbunity.org that is the address you need because today's the last day in 2023 that I'm on the air Mayor Ferdig's going to be in tomorrow it's the last day for me in 2023 and I'd love to see that total go up as much as possible during this incredible and amazing fundraiser so right now we're at $75,840 the doubling machine is on which means any $360 donation becomes $720 so the doubling is effective, uh, that's for sure. And uh, you have an opportunity right now to get a 2023 tax deduction. What do you think of that? A 2023 tax deduction. You give 360, get an autographed book, and a 2023 tax deduction. Guaranteed. By the way, I heard from our chairman. Um, I heard from our chairman. Where's the chairman? Yes, I'm on the bus. I had to listen to you. <laughs> Uh, listen to Ralph as part of the One Israel Fund mission that I just mentioned. I hope he's having a good time. Sounds like he's having a blast. Where are they today? You know? Well, today's rough. Today's rough for him and all the participants because they were just at the site of the music festival, which is a very difficult thing to see. Um, it's hard. The whole thing is hard, you know. But uh, like I said, you know, there's a... 
you are surrounded by rebuilding, and you are surrounded by the strength of the Israeli people with the army right there. So you, there, it is a little bit of a uh, comforting feeling as well. Alright, Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Tov from JM there. גלי צה"ל, השעה שתיים, באולפן אהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. כלי טיס בלתי מאויש יורט לפני זמן קצר מעל אזור עכו והקריות. אז עכו צבע אדום הופעלו במרחב. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר כי לא היו נפגעים או נזק באירוע. בתוך כך, חיל האוויר תקף בשעה האחרונה בדרום לבנון תשתיות של ארגון הטרור חיזבאללה. נקבע מותו של הפעוט בן השנתיים שנדקר בקינדה ציבורית בלוד. נבדק החשד, לפיו הדוקר מעורער בנפשו. עם הפרטים כתבתנו הדס שטייף. גבר שלא ברור מדוע ניגש לפני הצהריים לפעוט שהיה בגן ציבורי בלוד, באמצעות סכין שהחזיק בידו, דקר את הפעוט בן השנתיים שהיה בגינה, פצע אותו אנוש ונמלט מהמקום. שוטרים שהוזעקו לאזור עצרו את הגבר, והפעוט פונה בידי מד"א בבהילות לטיפול בבית החולים, שם נקבע מותו. הגבר אינו מוכר למשטרה, ולא ברור הקשר שלו, אם בכלל, לפעוט. הנסיבות נחקרות כעת. שר המשפטים יריב לוין, בהתייחסות ראשונה לפסק הדין הצפוי של בג"ץ לחוק ביטול עילת הסבירות. בהודעה שפרסם נכתב, האזרחים מצפים מבית המשפט העליון שלא לפרסם תוך כדי המלחמה פסק דין השנוי במחלוקת אפילו בין שופטיו. יושב ראש ועדת החוקה חבר הכנסת שמחה רוטמן אמר בגלי צה"ל, זה לא הזמן להתעסק בחוק. בית המשפט העליון לא חייב להתעסק בנושא הזה עכשיו, לא חייב לתפוס את הקשב הציבורי עכשיו. איך היית מגיב אם הייתי מודיע לך לפני שבועיים, שלושה, שאני עכשיו מקדם תיקון לחוק עילת הסבירות? היום ה-83 ללחימה. אביתר דוד, שנחטף לעזה, יציין היום את יום הולדתו ה-23 בשבי החמאס. משפחתו תתכנס הערב בשעה חמש וחצי בכיכר החטופים בתל אביב עם הופעה של נגני גיטרה רבים, ביניהם המוסיקאי חיים רומנו. אחיו של אביתר, אילי, אמר אצל יובל גנור בגלי צה"ל חייבים לטלטל את שולחן המשא ומתן. אנחנו צריכים להתחיל להפוך שולחנות, לטלטל את שולחן המשא ומתן, לחשוב מחוץ לקופסה. הקטרים בשלב הזה רק משחקים בנו ומשתים בנו. הם וחמאס אותו דבר. ואביתר, אם אתה שומע אותי, יום הולדת שמח ומזל טוב. אתה צריך הרבה מזל, כולנו. אל תתייאש, אל תדאג, אתה תחזור הביתה ותחזור לחיים שלך ואנחנו נחזור לנגן ביחד ולשיר ביחד. לקראת סוף השנה האזרחית 2023, אוכלוסיית ישראל נושקת לעשרה מיליון תושבים. במהלך השנה נולדו כ-180 אלף תינוקות. עם נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, כתבנו שי ישראל. בפתח שנת 2024, אוכלוסיית ישראל נאמדת בכ-9 מיליון 842 אלף תושבים, מתוכם כ-7 מיליון ו-200 אלף הם יהודים, המהווים יותר מ-73% מכלל האוכלוסייה. ושני מיליון ערבים, כ-21% מהאוכלוסייה. במהלך שנת 2023 גדלה אוכלוסיית ישראל ב-1.9, ירידה בגידול בשלוש עשיריות האחוז משנת 2022, שנובעת בעיקר ממספר העולים הגבוה במיוחד בשנה זו. השנה הגיעו לישראל כ-45,000 עולים חדשים, כ-75% מהם הגיעו מרוסיה ומאוקראינה. מזג האוויר מעונן וייתכן גשם מקומי. 
אלה החדשות שעורכת אילנה בנימין. He has very, very, very little time for us. What's wrong? Is there something wrong with that? Ooh, we have another... Uh, it's amazing. I bring all the equipment from America, and now I got to bring replacement equipment from America. Is that amazing? God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? He has very, very limited time for us. As for us, the year 2023 is fading away. This is my last show of 2023. That's why we're in such a, an aggressive fundraising mode. Would you call this aggressive? For me, this is aggressive. <laughs> We call this an aggressive fundraising mode, even though our 40th anniversary campaign is going to go on for another couple of weeks at least. He is the leader of Nefesh Benefesh, and again, I warn the audience who crave his participation in this program, he has very, very limited time today for us Here at JM you are, in the AM. How are you, Rabbi Fass? Baruch Hashem. So good to be here for the very limited, limited We're time. We're scheduled to, to get you. together later on. We are. But if that's, a, if that's a burden for you because of your limited time today, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'll push it off to a different time if you want. Fine. You want to do that? Do you want to push it off? <laughs> the more, the more the you... Guy, the guy can't find 15 minutes The more that you give me. me this guilt trip, <laughs> the less availability I have for We you. We have a gift for yeah. Rabbi Fass. Ooh, marzipan rugelach. This is completely against my better judgment. Good, I was because told I by, don't take gifts. But I was told by Stacey Siegel that I must bring it. <laughs> All right. I think I know what it is. This is a, uh, a bag. This is a bag that has a replenishment of the Nahum Siegel Network candies that are going to be here at Nefesh Benefesh, uh, even, even though they're often ridiculed by the leader of Nefesh Benefesh. Although he does say they taste good, which is nice. They taste fantastic. Oh, they are a sure. choke hazard. But <laughs> the facade... And you're shocked that they come from America, they're a choke hazard. Usually that's a Middle East thing nobody cares about. We're regulated in the U.S. and they're still a choke hazard. No, so we only put Lego in like chocolate <laughs> balls. Right. Chocolate eggs. So I know, I've heard of that. Surprise. But this is... Thank you, Stacey. Yeah. And They're she, going fast. They're, and she regrets not being here today, but... I'll see you later. She'll be part of our delegation later tonight, correct? It'll be very It's a very large time. delegation. It'll be very limited time. <laughs> very but limited. I'll thank her in very person. Very limited time. But if you are making a good Shabbos soup, chances are she and I will want to take a couple of minutes just to have a taste. So keep that in mind. So put that in your schedule for later on, if you don't Shabbos mind. Shabbos soup what? starts cooking this afternoon. What are you talking about? And no serving Thursday night? No, it takes a few hours to make, my friend. And you got to do me off, a favor? Then it's off limits. Set, set me up for tomorrow, if you don't mind. I'm not going to go to Beit Shemesh if there's no Shabbos soup available. No. We'll do it every Shabbos. What can I tell you? Now, who's joining us in studio? Who's this lovely young lady over here? This is my lovely daughter, Chana. Now, have I met Chana before? Because I've been on flights with some of your children. Have I met Chana before or not? I'm not sure. Have, Chana, you been on have we ever met before? Have yes you ever no? been on a flight with Nachum? Yes. No? You were not on it. Yeah. You look like one of your sisters who was on the most recent flight. Oh, you can't say that. You can't raise the issue of, of the identical look-alike fans. Even if it's a, even if it's Everyone, a, a physical feature? Everyone, her entire life is that they, they're, sorry. people confuse them as twins, and you would know wow. the sensitivities of that. All right, yes. But Chana is in the studio, the temporary studio until the permanent studio of Nachum Siegel. The other gift is, and you may want to pass this on to Chana because this might be appealing to, um, well, not those candies. Those have to stay here. Whoa, Rabbi fast. Those have to stay here. This is part of the footprint that the Nachum Siegel Network is making here in this conference room. 
However, I did bring, and I don't know if you ever had these before. I have a feeling I did deliver them last time. I did bring some of the 40th anniversary popcorn for Hannah to bring home. Uh, break them open on Shabbos, put them all in a big bowl, let the family enjoy. As my sister-in-law says, uh, the first ounce or so, very good. After that, you get really sick of them. But, <laughs> but I think you should take these home. How many, how many packages? We have do four we have? packages. You can like, make, so a, a make a small, nice Shabbos a small, bowl. A small bowl. Yeah, make it. <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens. Now, now you're not getting the bag. <laughs> I walk in. And Uncle was like, yeah, thank you. We'll have to carry these That's home. That's correct. You get this bag thank now. Thank you. <laughs> Stacy's gonna be. Did you give him the bag? Nope. Here you go. Didn't give him the bag. Thank you so much. Yes, they. Is Hannah one of those children that's allowed in the kitchen to go and get a bowl and to you know put the candy and popcorn in? He or? knows about the. Well, there are, ki- there are kitchen rules. There are kitchen, kitchen rules on our shops. Anyway. Oh, there you go. How far is Avrami from you? Avrami Finkelstein is what? What is he? A two-minute drive? Where we have? Okay. Now we have soup. Thank God. Oh, thank God. God what is, taste what's the soup. neighborhood that you're in? It has a name, your neighborhood. I just I always forget. What's the name of the neighborhood? No. Come on. There's a name for the neighborhood. I just don't remember what it is. Shiloh? Right? Shiloh. Why did I think it was Shamir? I keep telling everybody they live in Shamir area. It's Shiloh area. Oh, so there are, you are close to Shamir. It was based off the Yeshiva Leva Torah. Shkunat, whatever, but it's okay. Interesting. Anyway. Thank you. Uh, that's a nice plug for Avoaz, who's listening out there. I would hope. Sending love. What else would anybody do during the day but listen? How was your week? Is there something else? The week was interesting. The week was interesting. I was telling Yigal that uh, my wife suggested that my son Benjamin interview me either Sunday or Monday. That's a nice twist. Yeah, it's a good idea. He's very good at that, and it's a really good idea. We've tried. We've tried that on the flights. We've turned the tables on you, and Tony and I have interviewed you. Right. That was nice. But here it's about a specific, you know, all these specific experiences. First of all, as you know, my one-day trips are so different than a 10-day trip. So just the fact that I was able to actually be here and do, you know, certain things I wanted to do was very. Uh, Has was it very been different good. atmospherically, emotionally, being here for a long, longer trip? I'm going to repeat yeah. what I said to you on Tuesday, and I'm sorry for repeating, but I think it's important for this audience to hear. If you're paying attention to Israeli media, it's all hostages all the time, and if they're not talking about hostages, they're talking about fallen soldiers. Can you tolerate that? It's very hard. I see a grandfather who ends up being a teacher of my niece in ninth grade who lost two sons in one year. He's all over the news now, a Luber, the Luber family, Luber. all over the news. I see Suli yesterday in the Inbal, and I say to him, oh, how are you spending your day? So he invites me to come see the latest of the Kotal. He goes, I'm going to the funeral in Renana. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows somebody. Everybody knows, as you've discussed with us a million times. So if you're paying attention, now some of my nieces have said to me over the last couple months, they're not watching any news, and they're like in a different world. Baruch Hashem. It's such a smart thing. I can't avoid that. I have to you know, hear what, the, what they're saying and all that. Plus, now that I met some of the personalities of Channel 13, I have to see if they're on. <laughs> I say to Stacey, hey, I met that guy. <laughs> so, so that's another story. And we're plugging Channel 13 again. That's, that's know, been the, terrible. the theme my of, niece, our, of should, our interviews. You should hear what my niece says about Channel 13. Okay, we'll keep it. We'll keep terrible. it on the side because I'm, no. I'm getting royalties for every single. No, 12 was the one you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, 13 is, uh, unfortunately, they're not, they're, whatever, they're not, our, our, they're not our style. But anyway. Um, so, again, who could blame the hostage families? Who could blame them? There's nothing to blame. And the media knows a good story. And obviously, unfortunately, tragedy is a, is a great story for media. I don't think, uh, I think you're looking at it a little bit cynically. Why? No, not at all. I'm no, saying. just even the language, even the language, I think you have to be very sensitive with. 
I think they're, the, the country is aching, and these parents are doing everything that any of us would do. And I think the, the media is giving a megaphone to them. Josh. Yes. Not to be too cynical, because now I'll agree with you that I'm moving to the cynical side of this issue. Yes. If it ain't getting ratings, they're not focusing on it. And unfortunately, yeah. these stories are ratings grabbers. And I know it sounds terrible, but that's the reason that they are spending so much time on this day and night. And therefore, I'm not blaming them no, for, I, for all of this, but they are responsible partly for the mood of this country. You have to admit that. And again, I'm not, believe me, you walk around and, and you see the photos and the posters and no, you hear the stories. No. Believe me, everyone's aching here from this whole thing, but it doesn't help when you're being surrounded by it in the media form. And no, a hundred percent. And then, and then it, of course, it adds pressure on on. And then, obviously. of course, the um, I mean, you said it, and everyone thought you were exaggerating. I shouldn't say everyone thought. Some may have thought you were exaggerating. You wake up every morning, and you know that you have to go through this ritual of finding out who was killed from the IDF. It's it's just awful. It's even it's even worse. I was thinking about it this morning. It's uh, you know you brace yourself. At uh, six or six fifteen, depending which which news news outlet you, you're 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 stuck with on your app, um, but sometimes I just wake up at like five uh, four forty five whatever, and I like thank God I didn't get a phone call. I mean, if you if you went through the night, then it must mean that you're not in the first sphere of loss. Um, I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about Olim, I'm talking about I'm talking about the calls that I would get or the notifications that I would get through the night. So you get, you wake up, you're like, ah, and then you, you, then you see the, the second sphere and it's just, uh, it's just an impossibility. And, and it, it's, uh, I think it, it People who live in the States say, yeah, we also do that. We also do that. You've said that to yeah, me. Of course. You also do. But it's, it's, we, w- we want to know if, if, if it's, th- it's, a pr- it's a neighbor, if it's a friend, mm-hmm. if it's a friend of, uh, of, uh, of our child. It's, it's, it's this torturous process that repeats itself ev- every single day. Oh, you know, I'll show you. Someone did a beautiful, beautiful artwork that I actually sent to my wife yesterday. On, it's heart-wrenching. But I'll show it to you. It's if a a person sitting down with their fingers plugging their ears, and the words of who Tyler Pierce just not even finishing the phrase of mm-hmm. you know permitted to publicize the oh names. God. That's the beginning of the phrase, and that I think that's what <sighs> every Israeli feels like in the morning. Well. But I, I, I'm glad we may have summed it up differently. But we summed it up maybe differently. But, no, but I'm glad you 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 were here for for a longer week. We we talked about this in the beginning of the week. In the beginning of the week, we sat here a week ago, and I said and I said a person I think uh, I, a person who's so nuanced emotionally, and you'll be able to feed off of the faces and the and the climate. And I think you have, and I think it's a deeper, a deeper um, appreciation or a deeper sense of connection to the mood and i think I, from our conversations this week I, th- I think you've you feel it it's i i don't think that i'm not saying that you haven't felt it yeah in the past, i get it but it but you have it and uh, not to say that it marinates i guess over a 10-day period you know what's I, and funny? the crazy thing i was thinking on the way here from the time that we spoke last until the time until today 
we have experienced so many losses. And uh, devastating and, ones. And, and devastating ones. And it's just and, and it's just been the few days since we've spoken. Yeah. I mean, that we've seen each other. Yep. Um, y- you may tell me I'm nuts because uh, this is obviously just a feeling. I, I, I was at, I'm, I'm using the example, and in this case, just to give everyone a perspective. You go to a major news outlet here and you visit, and the majority of the people are not that tea. And the majority of people are very much unlike I am. Let's put it that way. Forget about age, for sure, age-wise. And I, I said to my, and I'm there, and I'm waiting, and I'm in the waiting room, and a million people are walking by, and I greet everybody. They greet me, the whole thing. And I said to myself, you know, I wonder if three months ago I would have had these similar interactions. Very often, I walk into places in Israeli society, and I don't always feel 100% comfortable when the people are not... Very much, not very much, I mean, at all like me, I should say, right? And, you know, and, and you feel a little bit out of place. Like you would in any environment, even in New York, if you walk into, a, you know, a corporate office and there's nobody like you there. You know, it's different. And in this case, I felt more of a kinship with everybody. Now, I don't know, maybe maybe because I'm getting older, maybe other reasons, but I think it was the war. I think it was the war where you walk into a place like that with complete strangers, and it seemed to me like automatically everybody just seemed to be much friendlier uh, more helpful to each other. I don't think you're nuts at all. I, oh, I, wow. I agree with you 100%. Whole Do you feel that in the halls of, of I, corporate I, and government offices also? I think everyone, everyone, has, everyone has that same hesitation in responding when, how are you doing? Right. Everyone has that same pause. Everyone has the same look in their eyes. Everyone has, has bags under their eyes because they haven't slept. Um, I was in Tel Aviv... I want to say in Tel Aviv two days ago. Yeah, and I—that's I, why I, you were with us. Yeah, Nachon, and I—I I always I feel it's, it's so foreign to me, and just the whole day, just talking to people, connecting with people. Um, I'm getting just cons- yeah. just re- and really beautiful moments with with Jews of all stripes and colors. Yeah, I agree with you on that. All right, we got to let you go in all seriousness, but um, and and I do need you to do a fundraising pitch for me because otherwise I'll be yelled at by your good friend Yigal Siegel. He's kicking me under the But table. I do need you to, I, I need you to take a day off. Should I speak to Hannah? I need, I need you to take a day off. Why? Need, you, you need to, you, you're under tremendous stress and anxiety. Not that I'm a doctor, but I can detect these things and I need you to just take I, half, I wouldn't know what to do with that. I need you to take half a day and breathe. Half a day to breathe. That's all. That's what I need you to do. Hannah, what would I do if I had a day off? <laughs> He'd go to work. <laughs> of course. Oh, you don't think I know these things? A little bit concerned about you, Rabbi Fess. That is very sweet. I no. love you, too. I'm a friend. Yes, I'm you in are. regular touch with you. Mm-hmm. And I've detected over the last few weeks, just like you've said to me, ooh, Nachum, you look a drop burnt out from all this travel. You when know. did I say that? Well, you said it the last time when you asked me how the flight was. <laughs> That's, that, that was code for you look horrible? Yes. <laughs> because everybody knows how my flight was. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hannah, have you been on LL? You've been on LL, right? You've been on an LL plane? Once or twice in your life. All right. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do next time you're on an LL plane. Imagine you're six and a half feet tall and you're trying to sit comfortably on the plane. That's what I need you to do. Rabbi Fass, you're not even looking at me at this point. I no, see. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so Rabbi Fass, you know what this is all about. There are two stages to the Nachum Siegel Network Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting 40th anniversary fundraiser. My gosh, can you imagine I'm doing this for 40 years? Can you imagine that? 
exactly 40 years ago today, I had just started like three months earlier. Can you imagine 40 years? What do they say about 40 years? They say it's a long time, don't they? I believe so. I believe it's a long stretch of time. 40 years. I have a question for you. If you would be able to have a, commun- a conversation oh, with, with Nachum Siegel I do, I do this to myself every 40 day. years when prior. I, this is me driving up to Camp Missouri. This is the conversation I have every time I, I drive up to what, Camp Missouri. One, one, one piece of advice? One piece of advice. Wow. What is that? Buy bigger shoes. That's a very good question. That's really a very good question. I don't know. You know, it's funny because in a way, I'll give you an example. I have this 9 a.m. regret every single day. I think we've discussed this before. Every time this show ends, no matter where I am, I regret something that happened during the show. It could be a very small technical thing, and it could be, I mean, I already know what's on the list for today. Postmortem, yeah, dissection. Exactly. And I say, and you probably go through it a lot with, uh, with every sentence oh. that I say. In so my I life. say to myself, is there something I could say to myself 40 years ago that would prevent me from doing that? Or, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what piece of advice would actually prevent. No, because that alter. makes you professional and that right. gives you the nerves and that gives you the excitement and, and the victories, the daily victories, if you felt that. Yeah, I mean, you're not I, overly critical, but you're critical, right. and that's great. That's what I'm trying to think of. Is anything of practical? <laughs> is there anything practical that I could say to the young Nahum Siegel? I don't know. Or it, even words of chizuk. doesn't have to be even well, advice. On the chizuk end, I would say, don't be nervous about your nervousness. In other words, I always say to my kids before a performance, and even if it's something that's before this show, uh, certainly before certain interviews that I do, I say, if I wouldn't be nervous, I'd be nervous. Mm. So I'd have to say to the 20-year-old Nahum Siegel, this is the reality. You're, going, you're never going to be able to get rid of it. And for the next 40 years, there are going to be episodes where you're going to say to yourself, I'm doing this for 40 years. Why am I so nervous? And, and that, this is the way it is. And thank God it's that way. It needs to be that way. That might be a word of chizuk I would give to a young Nahum Siegel. Um, also, I was in a habit. Uh, here's one piece of advice I would give. You ready for this one? Sure. Here's a piece of advice I would give. I was in the Larry King School of Broadcasting. Those of you over the age of Josh Fass and Nahum Siegel have heard of Larry King. I am in the Larry King School of Broadcasting where I do not read the book before doing the interview with the author. At about the 20-year mark, and Mark Zomick, to his credit, was always critical of me for that. He thought it was a bad idea, and hey, it worked for Larry King. You know, Why did Larry King do it? He felt it would ruin the spontaneity of all his questions. He has the answers to all the questions. People didn't interpret it as being rude or callous. That's I think some did, but hey, you when you're Larry King, you can do whatever you want. I'm saying about Nahum Siegel oh, for the first no. 20 years. Yes, there was. A, I, I interviewed a member of the United States government who wrote a book, and that was a turning point for me. He took it very personally that I did the interview without reading, without reading the book. It's like doing an interview without homework. Like, how can you possibly? Without research. Yeah, I, again, I can make the argument that King is right. But anyway, at some point in the last 20 years, I changed completely on this issue. And now I, would, I always make an effort, if possible, to read the entire book before doing the interview, which is very hard, by the way. I mean, I save stuff for Shabbos, but, you know, how many books do you read in one Shabbos when you have interviews coming up? Like, I told Uri Pulajowski, he was on this week, I said, I, I want you to know, I said... It'll take seven months. <laughs> I said, Shabbos afternoon, reading, you know, the majority of the chapters of your book, and he has a hundred chapters. <laughs> so, but they're small chapters. I know, but still, you know, it's, it's a short afternoon, <laughs> you know. So, and then it would prevent me from visiting you. What if you invited me for Shabbos? I wouldn't be able to catch up and research. Excuse because I'd be, me. I'd be schmoozing with you the whole Sir, time. Sir, <laughs> I asked you if you were taking care of for Shabbos. Yeah, and I'm just saying as an example, that's all. Anyway, 
you're slipping in these. No, God. Aggressive. Oh, you're so wrong about that. You are so wrong. I don't care. I'm I'm invading that kitchen having soup when I get there. It's not going to be ready. It has to cook more than once. Oh, multiple. Multiple times. Is there a takeout place near you? <laughs> I'll treat you to something. Anyway, so Rabbi Fast has a big announcement to make. I don't have any big announcement. Yes, you do. I'll I tell just, you what. Let I, me remind you. Let me remind you. Rabbi Fast has a big announcement to make. Days ago, days ago, uh, Rabbi Fast was about to announce something regarding our fundraiser, right? And I stopped him from doing it, at which point uh, multiple people told me I'm out of my mind. <laughs> and if someone's about to make a major, no, not just you. Some listeners told me I was out of my mind. Our chairman told me I was out of my mind. So please save me, Rabbi Fass, and try to remember. I, I forgot. <laughs> completely forgot what this was all about. Um, I think I've overstayed my time oh, on stop. this interview. God forbid. Well, you've overstayed only because you gave yourself a deadline. Oh my gosh. It's time for you to go, you said to me. But mm-hmm. I'd rather you be here in the, entire, the entire show, if you don't mind. Meet all of our special guests. Anyway. Special guests. It's up to you. You could either address the... No, I, I, it's an auspicious milestone of 40 years. May Kaddish Baruch Hu grant you another 40 years. Oh, wow, that would be amazing. Thank of you. inspiring us, of championing noble causes. Amen. And being a mentor to, to us all of what does it mean to, to stick to one's values, to pronounce one's values, to... Be unapologetic about one's opinions and values, and you have been such a beacon of Tzionut and Zionism and unity, and for so many important, important causes. And I think almost, I think all, all the causes that have been graced by an intersection with NSN, with you personally, I think all of our growth. Um, have enjoyed your support, your friendship. You've really been a catalyst of, of so much of what many of us, organizations, plural, institutions, plural, individuals, plural, have been impacted by you, your life, by your support, by your friendship, by your encouragement, by your platform that you've given us all. So I, the organization, um, in your in your campaign, gave five thousand dollars online, and Thank I think you. and I wrote uh, something, and then, but it was intentional because we usually give for the campaigns annual campaign ten thousand dollars, and I wanted to announce the other five thousand to complete the mashlim the the ten thousand. So you. we are at ten thousand. But Yigal asked me to stop the donation last time, so I'm going to retract now. So <laughs> we're going that to Yigal every so, time. So we are standing this year, and it's it is an an honor to to be able to be in the position of being able to help your incredible incredible work, and it is even a greater honor to consider you one of my closest friends. Thank you very very much. You are an amazing friend, and uh, I don't know if people's values change when they get older. I know that when it comes to world leaders, we often say they're acting in a way at the age of 70 that they would not have acted at the age of 50. I hope that we're consistent. I hope that these values that I've brought to these broadcasts and to this audience stay consistent and do not in any way 
become extreme one way or the other, but just continue to be guiding lights, which I hope they are, for people in the community who want to know how to be involved and who are uh, craving to be involved in great Jewish causes, I hope. And I thank you so much. I thank you. And you are an amazing friend, and people love these conversations. I hope you'll invite me back. I was actually considering coming back at the end of January because we've been here October, November, December. I said, how can I let January go by? And then someone said to me, yeah, but you need a little bit of rest. And I said, we'll see. I'll so let me recommend maybe you should take a half a day. Yeah, and breathe. <laughs> half a day and breathe. That's what I should do. Yeah. Together? We should do a breathing day together. <laughs> oh, I might be in, in New York January, so maybe we fly back together. Are you being serious? Yeah. And that means end, middle, front? Because I was looking at the 29th. I'm looking 29th coming back. That would be phenomenal. 27th, 28th, 29th. Be back. I have uh, a lecture here on the 1st. Yeah. So maybe I'll do it. And then we'll admonish and the real campaign at the end of January. You know what I... Hannah can join us. <laughs> well, how does Hannah spend her day? Is she a student? Is she... Uh, She's doing Shevut Lumi. Can She's I doing ask her him national what, service. Can I ask him what type of environment? It's on her sweatshirt right now. Tikva Umarpe, it's called? Tikva Umarpe. And, and it what, is a, what do they do? It's for kids, pediatric dialysis for kids who have <gasps> kidney issues. Oh my gosh. And is that Beit Shemesh, Yushalayim, everywhere? Shari Tzedek Hospital. Oh, my gosh. She's here. She sleeps in Yushalayim all week. And those, you don't have to speak on the air, but those kids could be as young as... Oh, my gosh. Three months. months. To how, how old is the eldest? 21. <sighs> Three months to 21. She's amazing. She's an amazing human being. Well, if, if she has parents who I know well... Takes after Batsheva. I'm just well, obviously. I'm, I'm at I was work. trying to. You know, you're on the. I air. live in Yerushalayim. You just gave a lot of money. I was trying to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, unbelievable. So we plugged Rav Boaz, El Al, and Tikvo Marpa, and Channel 13. <laughs> One favor I have to ask of you, and you don't have to fulfill this favor. Oh, and popcorn and uh, yeah, it's gone. That's right. Yes, you what? don't have to fulfill this favor, but I'm asking you publicly to put you on the spot, and I'm admitting that. You don't have to fulfill this for the next 10 years. You could say to me, you know what? In the next 10 years, at some point, it'll happen. Don't put pressure on me. Okay. I'm ready. This, this, what a lead up. Go on. Half the time I've been on your flights, I'm sitting next to somebody, a different person each time, who had been in the cockpit for takeoff. And I said to myself, boy, Josh is a friend. Do you think what? And you know what I thought, by the way? You know when it would be appropriate? When? The Aliyah flight. Meaning when Your I Aliyah when I make Aliyah, I'd like to be in the problem car. is there's a height restriction. You're serious? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Can I fit? Can I fit in that seat that they sit in? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so there's not it. there's not even an option. But you Game, can set match. Just, no, you squeeze in for a few minutes, and it's incredible. It's incredible. Wouldn't that be cool if I did it on the Aliyah flight? Do you want landing, takeoff, or in the middle of the night when you see the stars? No, I think landing would be the magical. Landing would be the like you like. I'd feel my parents and grandparents were with me as this was happening. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so on the air, lean at there <laughs> with capital, capital B. That's the dudes. Um, uh, on your Aliyah flight this summer. No, when when that happens after it's tonight, soon. it may be this summer. Yes, this is it. This is because just to remind the audience, because just to remind the audience, uh, right now we've announced at your suggestion 2029, but it's 2029? but it's possible that it'll, it'll be 2027. 2027, right? 
That's what I'm aiming for. But you, with your ability to convince others of important things, maybe... 2028. Can, well, 2025, <laughs> maybe. Maybe we can make it 2025. Let's see how this afternoon goes. That would be incredible. Yeah. Anyway. we got to go quickly make some soup for... All right. Tadaraba for everything. Thank um, you, my dear friend. I am honored to call you a friend. Thank you for... I'll see, you, see later. you later. I'm not letting this trip end without seeing you at least one more time. What do you think of that policy? And it's a beautiful policy. Thank you so much for all these party gifts. <laughs> and I want to tell you something. You get to sit at a Shabbos table with someone like Khan and hear these incredible chesed stories of three-month-old babies that have to go through kidney dialysis. How does that not make you want to just say to the one above, thank you for the health that you give me every single day, that I wake up healthy, that I wake up with everything working properly? This little kid, I mean, it's crazy this little kid has to go through that. And kids, of course, that are that are more understanding, 8, 9, 10 years old, 20 years old, etc. Anyway, I don't have to give you speeches about this. You appreciate God greatly, of course. It just opens up the eyes to how thankful we have to be to the one above. That's all. Anyway, enjoy the NSN candies and the Kolaka vote. And thank you so much for your generosity and everything for your friendship. My pleasure. Rabbi Josh Fast, everybody. Yeah. Another one of those entertaining conversations that we're going to get feedback about. People are talking about the... Uh, what is it? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll go to Rigol Wasser. We'll, let's say, we got to do a little, uh, got a little pitching, don't we? Don't we have to convince people that this is a really, really important cause? Hey, folks, it's 40 years. Did you hear what I just said? It's 40 years. 40 years ago today, I was in the middle of my third month of a 40-year and three-month radio career. Hard to believe. Um, could you please help us by giving before the end of the year at fjbunity.org. Again, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Simple as that. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin of Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basri of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with... Morning, Chizuk. Morning. Sorry about that. Remember when I said that there's 9 a.m. regret, including small technical problems? Well, guess what? After 40 years, the answer is yes. There's still regret about some technical problems. Um, And yes, the answer after 40 years to the question that starts with, did it ever or has it ever? The answer is yes. Whatever you're about to ask about if anything's happened in the last 40 years on the air, the answer is yes. Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Hagoyen Rebbe Chonon Wasserman offers a profound insight into the statement of Chazal. You shall love your friend as yourself. It is the greatest principle of Torah. Rebbe Chonon asks, why is the mitzvah, loving your friend like yourself, the greatest rule in Torah? Why not the mitzvah of Shabbos or the love of Lashon Hara? He cites the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva. Shiyira Adam Esatzmo Ki'ilu Chetzioch Zakai V'Chatzichayev. A person should look at themselves as equally balanced between merit and sin. If he performs one mitzvah, he tips the scale to the side of merit. If he does something wrong, he tips the scale to the side of guilt. Similarly, 
Just as there is a neshama pratis, a personal soul, there is a neshama klalis, a communal soul, that every Jew in the world shares. Not only is the personal neshama judged, but the communal neshama of Klal Yisrael is also judged. If a person does a mitzvah, he gives a merit to everyone in Klal Yisrael, to people he doesn't know, to people who need zechuyos, to everyone, soldiers serving in the IDF, to the hostages. May Hashem protect them all. Every mitzvah a person does gives merit to all the people in Klal Yisrael. If a person does something wrong, then it could chas v'sholem have a negative effect. Rebbe Chonin says, that's why it says, Because if I truly love my fellow Jew, I will be careful to only add zechuyos, merits, and mitzvahs. And I understand the detrimental effect of not going in the derech hayashar. Countless chayalim have let their voice be heard. They have sent messages to Achenu B'nai Yisrael, to Davin, to say Tehillim, to learn, to be Mafrishchala, to send Tashmishe Kodesh. They have stated very clearly that they are counting on our Zuchuyos to be their Zuchuyos. The great Rav Avram Yitzhak Feivelson was the head of the Vadarabonim of New York in the mid 1900s. He came to the United States from Europe to strengthen Yiddishkeit in America. He worked arduously, day and night, to infuse the people with a feeling for Torah and mitzvahs and to raise their level of observance. Among the many missions, Rav Feivelson would go out every Shabbos and walk the streets of Manhattan. If he saw a Jewish-owned store that was opened on Shabbos, he would walk in, give the people a warm good Shabbos, and speak to them passionately about Shmira Shabbos, adding a heartfelt plea that they should observe the Shabbos. He was usually accompanied on these missions by one of the young men from the community. One week he passed a tailor shop. It was open. Revivalson entered and greeted the people there. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. He spoke fervently, asking the tailor to please think about the holiness of Shabbos and the importance of mitzvahs. The tailor paid him no attention in fact, he didn't stand up for the Rav. He didn't even look at him. He just continued working at his sewing machine as if the Rav was not even there. The Rav became more emotional. Suddenly, the tailor's son, who had heard the commotion from the back room, emerged dressed in a soldier's uniform. The Rav began to talk to the son, who was being deployed by the army. You will need Rachme Shamayim when you are on the battlefield. The Shomer Yisrael will certainly guard and protect your coming and going, and you will be able to return to your father's house in peace. However, Chilol Shabbos could endanger your life. Rafaibelson then turned back to the tailor. Please have Rachmanus, mercy on your son, and refrain from working on Shabbos. The young soldier promised the Rav, that he would speak to his father. The next week, when Revivalson was once again walking through the streets of Manhattan in honor of the Shabbos, he was accompanied once more by that young man. When they stopped in front of the tailor shop, Revivalson 
began to cry. On the door was a sign, closed Shabbos, open Sunday. Be'ezves Hashem Yisbarach, may all of the soldiers of the IDF, Tzva HaGanali Yisrael, be protected. May they be successful in each and every mission, and may they all return home safe and sound. And Be'ezra Hashem Yisbarach, may every hostage be released immediately and return home safe and sound. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M., uh, Egal Siegel, what's our policy? What's our policy during our fundraisers? Do we interview uh, other causes and feature them on the air? What's our, what is the policy of the Nachum Siegel Network? Yes. The policy is yes? Okay. <laughs> if that's the case, then Ellie Rothstein... Say it again. <laughs> I'm supposed to throw him out if I say that. <laughs> Ellie Rothstein is the CEO of Kav Lanoar. Kav Lanoar. And by the way, information about Kav Lanoar is available online, shockingly enough. And that's Kav Lenoir.org. Is there a, uh, it's spelled here L-N-O-A-R. It is L-N-O-A-R? The it's Israeli, an apostrophe. The Hebrew way? I it's mean, the Hebrew way. We don't if it was the American way, it would be Lanoar, like with an A, right? Should I spend time on this or not? Obviously. <laughs> it's, a it's, a, it's a shva under the lamid. Right. Understood. Understood. And Steve Edelsberg, who is Mr. Yeshiva Flapush and Mr. Kent Massad, is one of the few who can tell you the difference between the two shvas. How do you like that? So kavlanoar.org, kavlanoar, L-N-O-A-R.org. Ellie Rothstein, CEO of Kavlanoar, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. Kavlanoar is an organization that really concentrates on the mental health of people, right? Correct. And... First of all, how old is the organization? It's been around for how long? The organization has been around for almost 20 years. And I ask that question because this is an area that the Jewish world, and I'm sure it's the same in Israel as it is in the diaspora, has taken a while to come around to, has taken a while to understand the importance of supporting a cause like yours. Would that be correct? That is very true. It's taken a long time, and even the past five years, we've seen a major change. And you've been with the organization? I've been with the organization now for four and a half years. Oh, wow. So um, the one thing that is obvious uh, to anybody who's familiar with Kavlanoar is that they are providing mental health services uh, to only children, to people of all ages. How does it work? We focus on 10 to 24 years old. Mm -hmm. That's where we see our best expertise. But uh, now throughout the war times, when things are much, much different and the need is much, much greater, we're seeing a little bit below and a little bit above. Right. So, I mean, you mentioned the war already, so I'll start asking you about uh, the last three months. I have to imagine that you probably have not hit your peak yet when it comes to trying to help people with mental health issues during this war. There are some people who haven't even discovered yet, I'm being serious, not, not joking, there are probably people who haven't yet discovered that they have some type of deep-rooted problem that's going to have to be addressed, correct? Listen, you're, you're saying something much bigger than what you realize, but I think that when we talk about the war, forgetting about like going into like deeply what we're doing, right. when we talk about the war, when we talk about like trauma work, when you talk about creating stability and resilience, usually we see a start point and an end point to the trauma. And here in the war, we see a start point, but we haven't seen the end yet. Right. So we don't know what the need is going to be yet. It's going to be much greater than we expect. Yeah, you'd have to assume it's going to be much greater than you expect. Ellie Rothstein's with us. Kavla Noar is the... Uh, is the organization. So what do you do now? Do you step up by hiring more staff? Do you put out calls for more volunteers? You're in an area 
That's not inexpensive. Mental health experts who do it right and who provide the type of services you're looking for for people between the ages of 10 and 24, I mean, these are professionals who deserve to be compensated. And, um, uh, you know, and again, generally, if they do their job well, they deserve that compensation, certainly. So what's the plan now that you're in this type of situation? So we, we see a few different areas, depending on locality, depending on where the need is. The plan is to bring on and train as many therapists as we can. We don't do actual training. We don't give the actual certificates or the degrees, but we do have ongoing training within our organization, which means that they'll get trauma training, they'll get resilience-based training, DBT-type training within our services. So we can take therapists maybe that aren't as experienced and give them a lot of experience, a lot of supervision so that they can grow up within the system. But also one of the things that we've been working very hard on is to actually create a telehealth platform here in Israel. Ah. There you go. And that's Which I assume has worked well in the United States. It's worked well in the United States. Um, we have some partners in the States that, we've, that we're working with to build the platform. In Israel, the Kupot Cholim don't yet recognize it. So um, if somebody would want to get a Hezer from the Kupot Cholim today using telehealth, they wouldn't be able to get recognized. Right. So we're in that process right now. We just partner with somebody that we're going to be able to give psychiatric care via telehealth. So that's like the first step in the process. But the goal is that we'll be able to do telehealth, and then it doesn't matter where the therapist is sitting. Correct. Now, um, in the history of the state of Israel, when it's come to um, new, updated, unique therapies, not just mental health, but in many different areas, it does take time for Kupat Cholim to understand that these are you know, effective useful methods and therefore they're willing to to shell out the money and 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 back it right yes we're seeing that today we're yeah, in negotiations with one of the kupot cholim and they changed their mind about which degrees they accept and which trainings they accept which cut out you know 30 percent of our pool that we had been using so this is something that's ongoing and changing and the kupot cholim tend to assume they know better than the professionals well, well american um uh therapists help at all in this if you're doing telehealth uh or the majority of people here honestly, are so much more comfortable with Hebrew that it probably wouldn't make much of a difference. So it depends which population. Again, when right. you're talking about, like, let's call it the Olim population here, a lot of people feel more comfortable working with an English speaker or somebody that lives in America or that has made Aliyah, whatever it is. Right. Um, so the issue is more getting the Kupot to recognize the degrees. That's really the challenge right now. A lot of the degrees in the States are not recognized. Is there a here. timetable for this? Like, is it six months? Is it 12 months? Is it five years? When do they come around? When it comes How old these? is the country? 75? <laughs> Sometimes it takes that long. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of certain therapies that now are commonplace in Israel, but five years ago, it was like uh, they looked at it like, what do we need this for? So I'm wondering how long of a struggle this is going to be for you. Uh, we see this, we're in the conversations. So it's not right. like we're convincing somebody to have the conversation. We're already in the conversations. My guess is that it's not going to be that much longer. Geographically, it's top to bottom, right to left, all over Israel, right? Uh, since the war, yes. No, I don't just mean the need. I'm saying the services oh, this, of Kavla Noah. So the services of Kavla Noah traditionally have been in five cities. Oh. Yushalayim, Beit Shemesh, Givat Zev, Netanya, and there's a fifth one, Efrat. So now you have to expand to the entire country, essentially. So we, we would like to expand to the entire country. It's a major undertaking. At the moment, we've been brought in to work with the kibbutzim that are, were involved in the massacre. So we're spending a lot of resource and time focusing on that right now. And that's a completely different need than what we've normally given to. Um, what are you asking Kupat Cholim for, by the way? Are you asking them for an hour a week, two hours a week? I mean, I know it depends on the specific case. I get it. But is there a basic that they're you know approaching with you at this moment? With the Kupat Cholim, they're not looking at the kibbutzim right now. Right. Be, the, everything in this country is complicated, right? Right. Um, right now... The, the war victims, they're not looking at this moment. The, the way that the country has it broken up is that around Aza, 
that's taken care of by these Merkaze Chosen, which are resilience-based centers that were set up essentially from the Hitnat Kut. And the idea was that there's going to be constant trauma and they have to cover the trauma there. Right. But they're only mandated to do three to five sessions, maybe a little bit more than that. And that's covered by social services and that's where it sits. As soon as it comes on to Kupot Halim, that's in Briut Hanefesh. That's in the regular Sal Briut, which means that it has to be looked at as not a regular trauma. It has to be looked at as ongoing services and that's why the Kupot Halim haven't yet stepped in. How many years are you living in Israel? 17. I asked that because I'm quite impressed with the way you've learned how to navigate this system already. I tell people it's like a video game. You just have to know which buttons to push where. I get it, but boy, it can get complicated and frustrating because every time you think it's like a video game, you think you're going the right way and then you hit a wall. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) So it's quite an accomplishment that you've been able to navigate all of this. Ellie Rothstein, CEO of Kavla Noar, they are providing mental health services throughout Israel for uh, 20 years. Um, and now, of course, they expect their job to get much, much more complicated because of the uh, war. Um, they uh, are asking everybody for support. And uh, we like reminding people about good causes. Kavlanoar.org, Kav, K-A-V, Lenoar, L-N-O-A-R.org. We can get all the information. Of course, uh, you could support them on that website as well. Now, this is going to really... Um, uh, this is really going to uh, shock people like myself and Steve Adelsberg because we spend the majority of our uh, summers in Yankee Stadium as opposed to Fenway Park. But apparently your organization has a relationship with Kevin Euclid of the hated Red Sox? That is correct. And how did that happen? Uh, our board chair was traveling, and uh, he noticed that Kevin was posting about mental health and posting about Israel. So he wow. DM'd him. This is, you know, a couple months ago. He DM'd him. Oh, it's a recent development. It's a recent development. And um, Kevin responded right away, and we were able to set up a bunch of conversations with him. By the way, there was a shot that he was going to join us this morning, but he's in California. So that, he's that, asleep. And yeah. he's sleeping. All right, he's in California at the moment. Yeah. Oh, give Steve the, the this mic, yeah. Hang on Kevin a second. Nicholas. Well, he's very you? connected to his Jewish but, heritage, oh. that's for sure. Mr. Adelsberg, what were you suggesting just now? I'm sorry. I thought uh, Ellie met him at Mishmar. At Mishmar, like on a Thursday night, <laughs> over Chalons. I don't know, over like, you know, fastballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reviewing the pitch count. Um, so, th- so this is only a couple of months old. And for yeah. what we hear, and from our research, he's very philanthropic and has his own foundation. And he's obviously impressed with the work you're doing. And he's become involved with us. In what way? Like, what? just as a spokesman? I mean, philanthropically, he's right. involved. Is and he getting other people in his circle to... He has been pushing his network. He's, he's got involved, and when he gets involved, that means that he's in, and he cares, and he tries the best he can. I mean, do we have to sit here praising a, a famous Red Sox player? By the way, did you know he played for the Yankees for 20 games? I don't even remember that. I don't remember He played at the end of his career for the Yankees for 20 games. Do we have to sit here and praise a, a Red Sox hero? I mean, what do you think, have, Steve? They have character. They, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they have philanthropic. Uh, that's right. They have to, you have to give a, You have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, that's true. By the way, that is true. And you don't know what this is like because you're from the Midwest. You're from Detroit. You don't know what it's like to be involved in New York Boston thing. Correct. Let me tell you, this is a very sensitive issue you've brought to us. But all right, I've as, heard you as, weren't going to take us on because of you. That is correct. But as Mr. Adelsberg said, you got to give the guy credit, even if he played in Fenway Park for the majority of his career. And he did call us the evil empire. Was he the one that did? Well, he's one part of, of the organization. One of, yeah. one of the many. They took part of the heaven. I will say the following, um, and I don't know. Did I bring my notes with me? I thought I did, but you know, once I heard he wasn't going to appear, it didn't become as um, as big of an issue. But oh, maybe I do have him here. But I will tell you the following: There's a game, and I'm sure you know this, Ellie. 
there was a game in September, I think it was 05, where he refused to play because it was Yom Kippur. Hey. And yeah. by the way, he went to University of Cincinnati. You know who else went to the University of Cincinnati? Come on, Steve. Sandy Koufax. Say it in your Brooklyn Dodgers uniform. Sandy, Sandy Koufax. Koufax. His hero went to the same college, and he ends up doing what his hero did. It wasn't the World Series, but he did what his hero did. He sat in the dugout and said to the manager, I'm not playing today. Because it's Yom Kippur, which is pretty cool. He was also part part of the World Baseball Classic. He was with Team Israel, part of the World Baseball Classic last time around as a coach. So this guy, Kevin Euclid, who Oriole fans like Egal Siegel and Yankee fans like uh, those of us here would love to, you know, would love to bash. You can't (laughs) bash him. The guy's doing stuff for Kavla Noar. He's helping kids in Israel who need mental health services. What more can I say? Is he going to hear this, by the way? I well, hope so. I hope so, too. Now that, now that you told me that, i got to be careful what we're saying. <laughs> a, a, moment, a moment ago, we weren't too happy with the guy. But, hey, how can you not give him credit? I mean, after all, look what he's doing for the organization. Anyway, all kidding aside, you'll let Mr. Euclid know that we like having fun on this show. Uh, so all kidding aside, um, uh, the cause is a great one, and to have a spokesman like that is wonderful. And call Kavod. Kevin Euclid, call Kavod to you. Uh, all the uh, props in the world for what you're doing. Uh, helping Kavla Noah and helping the children of Israel. Uh, Ellie Rothstein, is there anything else you'd like to add before we remind everybody about the website and why they should be supporting your cause? I think it's important to add that we're not hearing about what's going on in the mental health needs in Israel. That's it's not sure. coming up in the news. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's noticing it. That's and this sure. is a need that there's the immediate need, certainly in the Gaza reason, region. Mm-hmm. But across the country, there's a major mental health need, which we're not hearing about or learning about. And that's going to be a long-term need. It's not something that's going to stop tomorrow. That's something that's going to be going on for the next couple of years. Yeah, and couple, I think, is an understatement. God knows how long it's going to go on. And we are very concerned about our brothers and sisters here and their children. And hopefully your organization will continue to do what you've been doing so well for all these years and help out people who, uh, who really are going to need to get back on track mentally and with mental health services. They're going to need to get back on track. Elliot Rothstein is CEO of Kavla Noir, the website where you could donate, the website where you can get more information. Kavla Noir, K-A-V-L-N-O-A-R. Dot org. A pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for having me. I Thank really appreciate it. And if you're wondering where in the Midwest he's from, it's from Detroit, Michigan, everybody. Imagine that. That is correct. When's the last time you visited Detroit? Three days ago. Seriously? You were just there? I was there right before. Yeah. How so do you was, like that? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just ask the right questions. They they fall yeah, from the right. sky. I needed winter. What can I do? Nuckham <laughs> is the most eastern city in the United States. Western eastern city. Correct. The most western... East, oh, Eastern time zone. Correct. Exactly. Well, it's Western. Oh, which good. means Shabbos is over very late by you. Right now, it's early. No, but late meaning 45 the, minutes after us. Yes. In the right? summer, it ends at like 10 o'clock. Right. Which is 45 yeah. minutes after us because yep. we end around 9.15 during the yep. summer in the height of that. Right. Yep. Interesting. Mr. Adelsberg, you... Uh, we appreciate talk, the Kedusha. You tossed in a doozy on that one. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, more coming up. We're going to get Steve Adelsberg to wrap up the first part of our campaign with us in just a couple of minutes. As we continue from Jerusalem, you are listening to JM in the AM. Throw 
J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. We have one hour to go before the unofficial soft deadline of our uh, 40th anniversary campaign, which is going to end at some point in January. Now, the person who, um, one of two people who helped us kick it off in Teaneck, New Jersey, about six weeks ago, the great Steve Adelsberg, when I heard that he'll be in Jerusalem this week, I asked if he would come by and put in a good word or two about the show. I mean, after all, he's made his commitment very well known to everybody, and he can convince anybody out there why this is such an important vehicle for the Jewish world. And he agreed. He said, I'll join you in the final hour that you're in Jerusalem. Tomorrow, Mayor Fertig is sitting in. That's why this is my final show of 2023. Steve Adelsberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. This is really uh, something special to be here. Have you been in this building before? I've never been in this building before. In fact, I'm very excited. There's a kosher McDonald's. That's correct. <laughs> I love, you know, hey, that's the reason to come to Eritrea's Row for itself. So you... Not, <laughs> so not really. We can live very well I know, but McDonald's. it's funny that I made the same comment to you guys we walked out yesterday, um, that I got to try the kosher McDonald's, but I haven't done it yet. But this is the Nefesh Benefesh headquarters. Those of you not familiar, it's literally an arm of Cinema City. Right. And Cinema City has pitmasters... Right. Have you tried it yet? I have not tried it. Everyone's someone, talking about and it. Someone told me about it last yeah, night. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. You have to raise that mic and drop. <laughs> then you have McDonald's. You have a couple of pizza places. You have uh, obviously the theater itself, which has certain nights, which I was told, where you give a one price, uh, you get, you pay one price, and you get unlimited snacks and dinner and the whole thing. <laughs> Israel's got it all, my friend. Oh, Israel's no. got it all. Oh, do they still roll the bottles down the aisles? No. Okay, that's going. But they do still serve pizza on cardboard. On cardboard. Okay. That they do. Okay. You remember Richie's Pizza? Sure do. Richie's Pizza was the original social media. Right. Uh, the bulletin board at Richie's right. Pizza on King George right. was the original social media. I need a ride. <laughs> Call me here. That was the original social media. It was next to Softa Sandwich, I think. There was this one. That one I don't remember. I remember Ramini's, but that's already, yeah. that's already in my era. Um, Ramini's was like the sister pizza place to Richie's in terms of the choices you had on King George. Now there's an unbelievable falafel and shawarma place on King George. I can't remember the name. It's on a, it's on like a little bit of a corner, like an alley with outdoor seating. And tonight, I, I believe, maybe you haven't met them, but I think through JMNAM you've met our good friends, Dr. Joe and Dr. Rabin Rosazada. And they claim that late tonight we're going to be heading to Halo Teman. So, hey, it's Thursday, Steve. It's you Thursday. have to set up your pre-Shabbos eating. I mean, come on. <laughs> the one thing about Eric, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, you know Shabbos is coming on Thursday. Oh, right? yeah. Even Wednesday yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah they're, they're ready for it. And, and you feel it. And they have, the, they, get to have, they have the concept. They wait for Shabbos. Shabbos doesn't wait for them. That's correct. A lot of us, Shabbos does wait for us, especially in America, but uh, we're down to the last minute, but not here. Now, do you have a schedule for tomorrow? Like, do you have a, a routine when you're Erev Shabbos in Yerushalayim, or just walking around, doing things? Like, you don't have a set thing that you do every time you're Erev Shabbos. You like to keep your routine down to zip go, because it's going to go quick. The you Erev know, Shabbos, especially Erev this Shabbos, time of year. This yeah. time of year, it, right. once one o'clock comes, it's over. Right. 
places are starting to close, etc. Close. You can't buy that soda you want for shot. You gotta, you gotta get your act together. You have to think in advance. You gotta, which I, which I don't do too well. Advance, not advance anywhere. You know, <laughs> thinking's a problem. So now so. I know how you're spending your day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that's the story, everybody. Uh, if you haven't experienced an Arab Shabbos here in Jerusalem, you have to do it. And uh, I'm sure you were – look, remi- I'm reminding our audience that you were one of the leaders of the Yeshiva Flapush Solidarity Missions that were way before – nothing against this week's Solidarity Missions, no. but way before this week's Solidarity Missions. It- October, November, December. There's another one coming up in January. January, we did another one. Well, Which we, is unbelievable. We, we started these missions really in the first intifada, the second intifada back in 2001, 2002. When we said during the intercession with Rabbi Besser from Yeshiva Flavish, Naftali Besser, right. we were able to say, hey, you know, let's spend our intercession vacation in Eretz Yisrael. And they've been doing it with Susan Frankel, Naftali Besser, Rabbi Besser, every year since 2001. And he's coming back with his he's, group, but he's your group is going to be a drop different, right? A, right. A different we, we've already established certain places we've been to. We're going back to see them. Right. I mean, those of you in your listening audience who've been to Kramim, you'll love going back, even though you won't get a massage, you won't be in the pool. <laughs> full but, of refugees. But you'll be, it's full of children, really. There's right. 300. But refugee children, right? Exactly. Yeah. 300 children and only 100 adults, because we all know. The men are in the army. The men are in the army. And... Yeah. We have widows there. That's true. Yes. I saw a map. I'm sure you saw this, a map of every area of Israel that's been hit with fallen soldiers. Oh, the God. entire thing is full. A little piece of the Negev is exposed. <laughs> Other than that, the entire thing is full. It's been a disaster in that regard. The losses every single day are immeasurable. And uh, as I keep saying, and I, I was accused of being cynical about this, I wasn't saying it cynically. If they're not talking about the uh, fallen soldiers, they're talking about the hostages, and that's what's dominating the news. And that's why so many of our brothers and sisters in this country are under tremendous stress and anxiety. It's no question about it. It's what's on the minds of everybody. And in fact, when you come back and you see the difference between the two weeks, you say the people are tired. They are mentally tired because they've been on. It's like if you're a parent... You get a phone call, says, Ma, die, I won't be talking to you for the next couple of weeks. They're taking away my phone. Yeah. And everyone knows what that means. Yeah. And they can't sleep at night. Yeah, Nobody's sleeping. The soldiers aren't sleeping and the families aren't sleeping. But basically, all you have to do here, you don't have to do no fancy mission. You don't have to go out and give out clothes. You know, All you have to do is show up, say thank you to a cab driver. Say thank you to someone walking in the street. And the soldiers that you're seeing, you you go to the yeah, soldiers. You see, I mean, listen, the soldiers haven't paid for a meal. It's like it's it's like a, in New York, it's St. Patrick's Day for a fireman. They never pay for drinks, That's right? <laughs> but here, but thank God, everyone's and you see this, you see the army is saying we don't want to give our soldiers leave because we don't want them to go home and break this emuna, break this spirit. They have a spirit that no other army can ever think of. Man, especially this time around, boy. I was talking to someone from I was talking to someone from the Golan, and it's um, Rav Eisenthal who was in the tank with with Rav Chaim Sabato. He wrote his book, yeah. Hidden Sights. Right. And West Point generals came, and they wanted to see how was Israeli's army so successful during the Golan campaign of the Yom Kippur War. We all know the numbers. We all know what it was going up against. And their conclusion was an amazing conclusion that no one here on, this, on your audience, Nachum, is going to be surprised. 
because you've been talking about this. The Achtos of the army, they said, the fact that everyone who was injured in their tank, when they would go back to get taken care of, they were right back in the lines afterwards. Yep. There was no such thing in the Israeli army as a million-dollar injury. Yep. We used to call it in America, you get a certain injury, you're going home. Right. No. And they said the success of the tank corps was the fact that every, the continuity of the tank crews, that everyone rushing to get back into action. And that is something that is going to carry us. And that's, what, and that's what we're doing. We're all doing here. <sighs> Just to say thank you and say, we're together. JM and the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast. And uh, we are asking everybody to acknowledge the fact that we have had a major role in bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. That's what this is all about. There are a lot of other things we have done well over the last 40 years, but now, since October 7th, we have really put the magnifying glass on the role that we have of, of, uh, of bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. Please go to fjbunity.org and be as generous as possible. fjbunity.org and be as generous as possible. Yeah. I mean, you're the only... Stations, get about Jewish music, non-Jewish music, that people know we're going to get the truth. We're going to get it. Tell you, tell we tell it like it is because we all know we want it. We have to know what, what's going on, and you've been that vehicle. And thank God for Jam and the M because we have someone to turn to. I appreciate that very much because we we're trying very hard. This is a. Uh, I never thought it would be three trips to Israel, right. um, but it, but every and you know this because you've done the same thing. Every one of these trips. <laughs> has had a different avira, a different atmosphere. From the terrible sadness, shock, and tragedy of the first trip to the seeing some activity in town during the second trip with a inordinate number of shiva calls because that's when the fallen started to you know grab the headlines because the war had actually started. And then this, the third trip, where we again are so focused on the fate of the hostages, wondering what's going to be Wondering if they're alive, frankly. Wondering, we have no idea what the story is. And at the same time, of course, the fallen soldiers is just a, uh, a piece of news that dominates every single day. So it's been different, but it's been tough. It's been tough for everybody here, and it's tough for everybody around the world who cares. It was, it was something to be said for with Ellie Rostin, who was just here. Right. I mean, we went to visit, last time we were here, the Chavar Kaddish of the army. I can't, uh, I mean... One one soul, one one rav, who's in Miluim, he was called up. He says, "What do I know? I get called up once a year to Kasha Kitchens for Pesach. For Pesach. <laughs> That's my job." <laughs> and now his job, he said, it was I, overwhelming. And this is what I do. This these people will need someone to talk to. This is serious serious life going on here now. Yeah, it's real. And I worry we're at day eighty three, and I worry that. You know, I know we're talking about the momentum and the spirit. It's hard to maintain it's hard. that. It's hundred. We know from following sports, it's hard to maintain momentum and spirit. And obviously, this is not a game. This is real life and real army life. And the soldiers tell you, I have to say this. The soldiers, one of the soldiers told me, in the beginning of the war, we felt the tehillim. We felt the focus of the tefillot. Wow. We know it's been going down. Right. Human nature. And we, we feel that. And the fact is, is that just like the people here under stress, we should put ourselves under the same stress. I said it before on the show. We have to give until it hurts. Yep. And if it doesn't hurt, you haven't given enough. <laughs> <laughs>
Egal, do we have people who are not hurting out there? <laughs> they're not hurting yet. Steve Adelsberg says they need to hurt. Right. Uh, are you hurting yet? If not, go to fjbunity.org. Uh, fjbunity.org. Double your donation by giving to us, fjbunity.org. Yeah. And, uh, hey, it's the end of the year. Oh, oh, your your colleague was in touch with us. Okay. He's on the bus with one Israel fund, Ralph. Ralph, okay. Yes. Ralph thinks that you and him are the only two accountants in the world. (laughs) That's what Ralph thinks. (laughs) So Ralph says the following. Via a credit card transaction before December 31st, Oh, if you donate via a credit card transaction before December, it's considered you made it in the year 2023. 100%. So all you need to do is, as Egal said, just hit the donate button before midnight, and it counts for 2023. You don't have to worry about the thing being processed later or anything like no. that, or an office being I was, open. I was taught back in the good old NYU, when it was good old NYU back uh, then. Those were the days. Our tax teacher said, you meet your rabbi on the New Year's Eve party at 11.30. He talks to you to 11.45. He keeps talking to you to 11.56, but he gives you four minutes to write the check. <laughs> you got the deduction in that year. <laughs> we were taught was that, that. Was that tax teacher a from guy? Yeah. This is a, well, he was a from guy, but he also told us something else. Everybody, look to the left of you, look to the right of you. One of you are going to have to know the alimony laws of taxes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is that hilarious? Oh, my gosh. What a reality, huh? Ay, 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 look ay, to the ay, left ay, of you, look to the right of you. But it's been improved. <laughs> Just look to the left. One of the two of you now are going to know the laws of taxes. <laughs> so that's the rule. The rule is give yes, before the thirty first or on the thirty first, and it counts toward the year twenty twenty three. And if you have any problem with this, speak with Ralph or Steve. They'll That's set right. they'll set you straight. So it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Now we should stress something. There are people sometimes who are wondering about uh, different segments of the Israeli society. We've mentioned. I mean, I've spoken to you about this on the air now at least three, four times. We've mentioned your close relationship with the Biana Rebbe, who's based in Jerusalem, by the way, folks, not in New York. He's based in Jerusalem, and you can honestly say because you've been with him how pained he is by every piece of bad news that comes out of this situation, including every fallen soldier. And people might be like, "What a Hasidish Rebbe, etc." But you know this from personal experience. Personal experience to him. This is the saddest, saddest days. He's, I'll give you a story about the Biano Rebbe, if I may. It was back in 05, during the Grush of Gush Katif. Disengagement. Disengagement, exactly. And the stolen Rebbe, who's known as a Tzioni, wanted to go down to give Chizuk to the people in Gush Katif. Wow. But he wanted someone to go with him. So he called his good friend. He wanted to call his good friend the Admar beyond the Biana Rebbe. The problem was the Stolen Hasidim weren't too crazy about this idea. They didn't didn't want him to do that. He says, so they wouldn't make the appointment. So the Stolen Rebbe decided to walk down to Bargiora Street here in Yushalayim. To the Rebbe? To the Rebbe. And ask him himself. He goes down, sits in the steeple. The Gabbai, someone goes up to the Gabbai and says, do you know who you have out there? He says, no, I'll wait. Went to the Biana Rebbe, and Biana says, why not? Let's go down. And they went down together. to give wow. burn. So when he came back, some people gave the Solon Rebbe. The, the gave him grief. Gave him some grief. So someone calls me up and says, tell me, they give the Biana Rebbe grief, grief like this? He said, you don't understand Biana Hasidim. Nobody worries about 
their loved ones, about Am Yisrael, about their pain, more than the Biana Rebbe. And the Hasidim are the same. And they said, you don't mess around with that. Huh. Simcha Schauer from Chai Life sure. Line brings every case from Camp Simcha to review with the Rebbe. And he says, I'm not going to tell you who's the smartest Talmud Chacham Eretz Yisrael, but I will tell you this. No one feels the pain of these children like the Rebbe. Rebbe. So when he hears of a fallen soldier, he's, fallen soldier he's broken. He, he's broken. There's no comp- nothing to talk about. And to him, this is a Melchemet mitzvah that we have to show our achdus. And that's all he ever talks about. He didn't need a war to bring up achdus. Right. You saw him this trip or not? I saw him. Oh, you saw this trip already. Went, went to see, I went to see him. It's a, it's a very, you know, as I say, it's a very difficult time for everybody. It's not like if someone said to me, it's like Groundhog's Day. Right. Every day over we wake up and we, we have this. The problem we had the night before is still there in the morning. Yeah. And that is that it's real. And it's very real. That's why the, I mean, I, we, we talked about this on Hanukkah. How we were awaiting the Hanukkah miracle of the hostages coming home, but boy, if they would come home, it would change the mood drastically here in this country, and it would be amazing. But uh, obviously, there's no progress in that area right now. Yes. Well, who knows? Maybe the IDF is making progress in that area. I shouldn't say that. We don't know of any progress in the area. The good right news. Now. The good news is, if we don't know what's happening, then good things are happening. I hope so. I hope because you're right about because that. Because the, the whole, the whole way of the IDF have always been need to know basis. And we don't need to know. We need his miracles. Yeah. But they need us to feel us. We're saying to people now, I'm calling up Rosh Yeshivas in Lakewood. Rosh Yeshivas in Beyond. And I'm saying, have your Avreichim, have your students learn for a soldier. Have a card. Have his name. Have that one soldier protect him. We pride ourselves that we know how to talk to Kodesh Baruch Hu, so we have to start talking. Has there been progress in that area? Yes, I'm going to meet with someone from, from the Gush, Ellie Weber, I hope to meet with him, so, so we can set up what to be. And Rabbi Bromberg from Beisah Talmud was very, he says, Lama Lo. Yeah, you're right. And it's something that we have to show our connection to each other. We have to show the need for each other. And then we don't have a problem. We do the right thing. Good things will happen. Leave the rest to the one above. Yeah. Uh, JM in the AM on a Thursday morning with Steve Adelsberg in Jerusalem. We are here to remind everybody that there is a tax deadline. <laughs> and for some reason, people find it very attractive to give before the end of the year. I'll never figure that out, Steve. I guess I'm just not in the right tax bracket to be able to figure that out. <laughs> but for those in the right tax bracket, boy. The we'll get you there, Nachum. We'll get you there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. When you do get me there, it's season tickets for everybody. <laughs> um, so please, if you're one of those people for whom it's very significant that you give before the end of the year, here's your opportunity. Again, fjbunity.org. Again, fjbunity.org. A big, big thank you to uh, Jane and David Seidemann. Wow, that's nice. A 10 times high donation that became a 20 times high donation. David and I are your greatest admirers and fans. May Hashem give you the strength to continue doing your holy avoda for many years to come. When are we making Aliyah already? Well, I know what I am because we announced it, but um, we got to get everybody to make Aliyah. And Jane, regards from Leora Teji. I spent the morning with her. Uh, giving out food to, as she was giving out food to terror victims' families, like she does every single Thursday. And we were reminiscing that you were the one who introduced me to her to begin with. And you know how many years ago that was? That was many, 
many, many years ago. Wow. That's a long time ago. And she's been, a, she's been somebody who's been uh, extremely critical uh, for the Siegel family. So call it Kavod. J.M. and the A.M. Give and give until it hurts. Steve Adelsberg says that's, that's how you know if you've given enough. When the pain sets in, that's when you, when you need an Advil. That's how you know you've given enough. It's as simple as that. So keep on giving, everybody, at uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Everything's doubled right now. Everything is doubled at the moment. And in January, our commitment is to uh, finish the 40th anniversary campaign. We just were not ready to do it. We thought we'd be ready to do it in December. We were not ready to do it. We've got to keep going forward and keep moving forward uh, until we get to our goal. Keep, um, yeah, keep, keep, keep the goal, ball going. Yeah, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep on rolling. And, and I have to say hello because I know they're listening now, and I don't see my good friend Mike Penn uh, picking up the phone. Uh, you know, I know he's, he's, he's getting out of bed now, and he has his two granddaughters from Denver. What was his reaction the last time you mentioned his name on the air? I'm curious. Do you remember? Well, That you was know, the day you were in Teaneck. Right. He was first of all. They're all in shock that I got there on time. That was shock. That, that, that was that was. We were all shocked. This is this is true. You know what I mean? It's but like, did he object when you mentioned his name on the air? Who's fine with it? Does he object? Yeah, who's fine with it? You're talking about Penn now. I'm checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> and by the way, uh, Mike, if you pick up your phone, call Steve because we only have the website. So pick up the phone, call Steve, and let him know what the story is. But we have to say hello to his two granddaughters from Denver. Big fan. He has family in Denver. He has family in. Denver, right? His they son. tune in once in a while. They always tune in. They're very in the mountain time zone. Uh, mountain That's pretty time impressive. Zone. Dahlia, Dahlia, you're always listening. Gabby, they're the ba- probably uh, archive listeners. Probably uh, archive. I don't listeners. know, but all I know is one thing. Dahlia, I can't talk about because she's promised to my grandson. Gabby is also promised to my other grandson. So you but and Ken are going to be super, super, what's it called? Super Machatonim? Something like that. You know? Like grandparent Machatonim. Yeah, but that's easy because I don't talk to him now. I mean, who talks to the Machatonim? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Hey, it works out easy. We skip a lot of time. There's somebody time. here who thinks you're a smart man. <laughs> It's all, um, it's all good. And when we have another friend, Jack Lovavi, who mentions any time. Jack is where? He's in what, what city does he live in? He lives in New, in New York, Brooklyn. No, in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. So basically, Jack, any time, he always goes to a bar mitzvah kid to say, hey, you know, if you mention my name in your speech, you get 50 bucks. So now we're mentioning Jack on the air. Jack, it's costing you 500 bucks. At least. At least, exactly. Holy cow, that's what he does with a bar mitzvah boy. He goes up to the bar mitzvah boy, and Jack, we expect a blunder. I, his wife, I assume you're writing the check. I can <laughs> see it now. This kid, this bar mitzvah kid, runs to his parents and says, a guy just came over to me. I said I got an extra video. What do I do? Make sure he pays up in advance. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> Get his credit card information. No, but I'm thinking, like, uh, I guess the kid would have to get up and say... Thank you to all my get, all the guests who came to the bar mitzvah, including and then mention Jack. Like that's exactly. how you that's how you smoothly get it in there. Exactly, right? you gotta be smooth. Right. That's what he wants. They always thank people who fly in from different places. Thanks exactly. to those who came from far and wide, including Jack. Jack, he came far he, and, wide. and he took and he took the express HOV lane from Brooklyn. Right. We thank him and got here on time. Got here on time. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. All good. I um, I ask everybody. Uh, there are I don't know how many. Segments of our community are represented in our audience. We have Ashkenazim and Sephardim. Mm-hmm. We have young and old. We have um, secular and orthodox. We have a lot of people with a variety of backgrounds. This is one of the 
it's always been like this for the last 40 years, one of the great unifiers in our community, uh, that people feel that no we're able to speak to Hasidim and at the same time speak to people whose entire Shabbos is our Friday show. So if we're going to promote unity, as we've been doing like crazy over the last few months, and encourage people that we need to be unified, here's an opportunity to fund a, a unifying project, which is us right here. I'm always amazed, Nachum, that when I get off the air, who listened and who calls me? Hey, I heard you. And there's such diverse people. Yeah. As you say, the Hasidim from Borough Park, from Williamsburg, they listen. And they hear the news. And they want to hear the news. And they hear what's going on here in Eretz Israel. And you, everyone knows how we give it and how we do it. And you know? then there are those who are completely unaffiliated, which is not a criticism, it's the reality. And they feel that this show keeps them connected to their tradition and heritage, which is also something to be recognized. So, right. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't have to preach this to you. You do put your money where your mouth is. There isn't a project of ours you've ever said no to. So how on earth could I, you know, make believe that I'm giving yeah. you this speech? Yeah. But you're here. I'm using you as a sounding board. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm using you as a sounding board and helping to remind people uh, that, uh, that we're literally in the final hour of this year asking for their donations. There'll be a little bit more time before we get to our hard deadline a few weeks from now. But I really would hope that those who are so careful about giving all their charitable donations before December 31st would include us. You know, there are couples who get together at their kitchen table on December 26th, 27th. And you know this, 28th. Okay, who should we give to this year? Like, what's, what, what are important causes to us? What makes the top 10, the top five? Who gets the big amounts? You know, you know that's going I know this. I've seen friends of mine do it. It goes on all the time. So all I'm asking people is that put us on the list. Put us on the list. Put us in your top ten. Come on. No one, you should know one thing, that everybody knew 100% on October 7th after this war broke out. If anybody was coming to Yerushalayim to do a show, to find out what was going to happen, who had to get the word out, nothing to do with donations or anything, anyone who felt it was their responsibility was the Nachum Siegel Show. Thank you. J.M. and A.M. And that's what we do here. And Chesed... You do here. I appreciate that. And, and Chesed and Mood were the two things we really wanted to get across to everybody. And Chesed, believe you me, the list is gargantuan how many causes we featured on these airwaves. And Mood was important because when you're in the United States, you're 6,000 miles away, as much as we relate, it's very hard to relate. We come here and we describe to people what our brothers and sisters are going through. And how down they were at that time and how challenging a situation they're in. And they need to hear this. People around the world need we to go, hear this. We, go, we come here, we hear the tragedy, we hear the people losing lives, and we say, I'm going to a shiva call. Yeah. And, you're gonna, and, and we, I went to Herzliya because we heard that this Russian, the Russian parents of a soldier yeah. came in special to sit shiva in Israel. And I went to meet him and say thank you. All you want to do is say thank you. Yeah, they are writing. Nochem, I said it before. They are writing checks here that we can't cover. I hear that, and I my line always is, um, I, I my line is I because I've done a couple of these shiva calls. I came from New York to see you, and that makes an impression. Obviously, they they mm. understood that I was here for other purposes as well. But I came from New York and took time out to come see you today. Stacy Siegel, who's uh, picking something. Yeah. What is it? Strawberries? Blue, strawberries? Is that seriously what she's doing? 
I thought so. I don't know. Strawberries, blueberries, boysenberries. I don't know which berries. I have no idea what they're picking. But she's doing some type of fruits and vegetables because a lot of these volunteers. So she insists that she wanted to spend the day doing that. She's doing it. But on the way back to her friend, after the vegetable or fruit picking, they're going to an Ethiopian Jewish home where the fallen soldier is obviously the focus. They're sitting shiva. And they have been told, the people in Beit Shemesh have been told that very few people are going to visit because... Obviously, it's a community not familiar to most people there. So she's going to go just to say, she said, what should I do? What should I do? I said, you get over there and you say, I came from New York to express our condolences. That's all you have to do. And they're going to look at you and say thank you. A hundred percent. It's oh, amazing. they'll appreciate it like you can't imagine. It's it's, it's something that's so. The special. mother will will put her hand on her heart, like you know. Oh my gosh, you, know, you you took my breath away by telling me that that you're here just to offer us condolences. You know, when someone at, when someone gave me this line to say when they ask you how's Israel, right. or how are you doing, they right. ask you how are you doing, nothing. Right. You know what your answer should be, Kishalom Hamadina. Kishalom Hamadina. That's how we're doing. And that's how we feel. And that's how everyone on, this, on your radio show feels that way. The way the state is doing is how we're doing. Exactly. Shalom Hamadina. And it's, and I hope you're right. I hope you're right that everybody who's listening feels that way. I, I hope. mean, listen, I was... If yes, then we've really accomplished a great goal in the last three months. I mean, Nachum, our generation, you and I, and our children, and our grandchildren's generation, are the unique generation that only knows of Eretz Yisrael's Existence. No pre-state that we we have no idea what it was like before a state. Right. No idea what it was like that we can pick up and go to Eretz Israel on a whim. Yep. How many of us said, "Yeah, I'm going to go to Eretz Israel"? That was not done years ago. Yep. That was not done by our grandfathers. That was not done by our great grandfathers. It was barely done by our parents. We have the opportunity to do this, and we have the responsibility to be able to keep doing it. And I have to say, Nachum, you're you're enabling us to really be part of it. I appreciate that. One of the greatest compliments I got this trip was someone said to us, to me and Stacy, they said, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, once the war broke out, were figuring out every way to get out of Israel. I mean, it's a reality. We know it's a reality. And you were sitting there in America trying to figure out a way to get to Israel. I thought that was one of the best compliments that we could have gotten. I, uh, I said it. I have, I have very good neighbors next to me in Great Neck. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That oh, meaning where you work? Where I work. I'm pretty sure. And the clients, very good clients. The mic, yeah, they very, very good clients. They're Greek, very friendly. Oh, these are non-Jewish people. Non-Jewish people. So I'm pretty sure they're not listening. Right. So I say, I'm pretty, <laughs> you never pretty, know. Yeah, they're late sleepers. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, hey, you said it before. Maybe the archives. They get the archives. But they said to me, if you remember a couple of years ago, a number of years ago, the country of Greece right. was having a very severe financial crisis correct and i said similar to our our mortgage bust right exactly One of those, right? worse even worse than worse because they called me over because i'm their accountant right. and they called me over and said steve we have to discuss with you how we're going to get our money out of greece wow we have to get it out the banks are failing we're kind of nervous we're very nervous what's the ramifications what do we have to do yada 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 got it we discussed it and everything else, and I smiled. I said, you know, you always kidding me about why am I going to Israel for? Because I'm always going. You're always right. laughing about it. You know what the difference between us and you guys, with all due respect? You're here now figuring out how to save your money because you, might, you don't want to lose it, which right. is natural. When this happens in Israel, we as Jews, we double down. 
we go, we give, and we start giving. And you've seen the figures of what people are giving to Israel. Right. That's it's the difference. Yeah. This, is not, this isn't just, yeah, uh, this, is not, this is not tourism for yeah. us. We all know that. Well, we're trying to Even express the hotel tourism. people said this, this is not tourism. These are right. missions. These are people who are determined to help, to volunteer, to bring good spirit to Israel. So the tourism will right. come around eventually, but right now this is the stage. When you tell when you tell a cab driver you're going to Herzliya to pay a shiva call, this is what you're going for. So you can wait. It's only going to be 15 minutes. Right. He doesn't want to take money from you. He says, "I'm part of this country." That cab driver, I haven't met this trip. <laughs> this is true. Also, okay, all right, Adelsberg. All right, I embellished <laughs> a little bit. I embellished a little bit. I had to do something. Come on. <laughs> if you're up there, pick. Please pick me up at Cinema City in 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, you want the same rate as Ritzelia. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to. I have to admit. I do have to admit that there are. There are service people in this country right now, including cab drivers, who are overextending themselves. Right. What you said is not such a stretch. They are overextending themselves when there's a mitzvah involved. Today, I got into a cab. In all seriousness, he says, you have to tell me where to go. I said, you don't know where, because we I was visiting my parents in the Sanhedrin Cemetery. So I said, you don't know how to get to Sanhedrin? He goes, I've never been to Yerushalayim. I just brought all this food from Ashdod to Yerushalayim because there's a, there's a major collective that's going to bring all these hundreds of boxes to Gaza for the soldiers. So he had like you know, 10 boxes in his car. You know, he was part of this whole caravan. And I'm like, wow. You know, th- th- this is what he decided to do. So you're not so far off as much as I love the, I love the joke that I haven't <laughs> met that cab driver yet. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to ask Steve Adelsberg to stay around for one more segment. Do you have 10 more minutes? And I appreciate that. And meanwhile, folks, please, if you haven't given yet, uh, I know it's been a, uh, um, a, for some people, it's been a tough year. Give what you can. Do what you can for us. Keep us going. We have three revenue streams at this network. Sponsorships, um, advertisements, and listener support. All three have to be strong for us to be strong. That's the bottom line. So please do your part. Uh, very similar to a PBS-type uh, setup. Do your part uh, as listeners of this show, as listeners of this network, and give what you can, fjbunity.org. Again, that's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Everything is doubled right now for 360 autographed copy of my book, which is coming out in a couple of months. Again, fjbunity.org. We literally have 25 more minutes that we're going to ask you. Then in January, we'll pick up the campaign when it gets to a more serious deadline. But we literally have only 25 more minutes. So if, you, if you've thought about giving, do it now, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Thank you. 
J.M. and the A.M. with Shalshelis Jr. Steve Adelsberg telling us about some of his famous uh, classmates from high school. It always seems to be a topic that comes up at some point, whether on the air or off the air. He's very, very proud of his colleagues from his high school era. What do you think of that, Eagle Siegel? Well, I'm trying to think of all the famous people that we went to high school with. All I can come up with is Nahum Siegel. (laughs) There are some people. That's amazing what you're telling us. We have have every day since the pandemic, when we all were home, at 5 o'clock, Monday through Thursday. Including tonight, by the way. Including tonight. Midnight for him. 5 o'clock, we get on the Zoom call. And the wives go, what do you guys talk about every day? <laughs> the same and thing we what talk we talk about every day. This has been going on for four years now. How long does the yeah, an average 45 minutes, 45 minutes, from five to six. But listen to this answer. Yeah. What do you guys talk about? The same thing we talked about yesterday. We talk about the same thing, but we laugh. As if it's the first time. <laughs> we t- I don't know if that's an age thing. Or that's <laughs> a- it I- might be. You're right. It might be. But we had characters in our class. In the class of 69 at MTA, I was in the class of 71. As I said before, Stan Kasdan, the president of the Dodgers. Don Walker, who's on the call, the Harry Walker agency. Right. So I forgot about him. Ted Mervis. Main partner in Wachtell Lipton. Right. You had what you called? You had Danny Kramer. Those of you who know Danny Kramer, I won't say anything more, but he was a legend in his own time. You had you have guys in this class, and of course, I was just telling the story of one Danny Grossman, who decided that he wanted to be an Israeli pilot. Israel said, "Nice try, but come back when you come back someday." Another he goes back to America and he becomes a U.S. Air Force pilot and he pilots an F-16. I said to him, and he comes to join the Israeli Army. He goes, how, Israeli Air Force, how did you get in? He goes, who do you think flies the F-16s when they come from America to Israel? He delivers them? He did. The American pilots deliver them. Wow. The UPS, Amazon hasn't figured that out yet. So once they do, I guess they'll be out of a job. But, then, but they deliver them. He joins the Israeli Air Force, and this guy from the class of 69 and MTA was on the strike against the Iraqi nuclear reactor. O.C. Rock. O.C. Rock. Can you uh, fly an F-15 over the Atlantic? Can, can you make it without I think you have to, to land to, in London or something and, and, and refuel? Or what the, the thing was— Or a, an aircraft carrier? What they were able to do, they can refuel in air— and because the, the oh, yeah, F- they have tanks, right? Because the F-16 was able to refuel in air, they were able to accomplish that bombing mission against the Iraqi right. reactor. And you know the story how we got the F-16s because Iran, the Iranian Revolution, they were supposed to get delivered F-15s and F-16s. Comes the revolution, that deal is off. Right. America calls up Israel and say, "Would you like these F-16s?" Israel says, "Let me think about it." Yeah, I think we could take them off your hands. Wow. By having those planes from that was supposed to go to Iran, gave him the capability to take out Iran. So the downfall of the Shah ends up being to Israel's right. advantage in that situation. Not this, not in the this is in the long run, but in that situation. This is a Kurdishbor who doing Shadikum. No question about it. I want to thank Gail Willig. Her $100 donation turned into a $200 donation in my honor. I want to thank Anonymous, who just gave 36 I want to thank Rabbi Moshe Snow, in honor of the Kiddush Hashem made by J.M. and by Nachum Siegel and the staff. Much appreciated, Rabbi Snow. He has been a donor and a supporter and a listener, I would argue, for 40 years. That's my estimation. Uh, can we count you in the last couple of minutes of this show among our supporters? We only have a few minutes left. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Here's your chance to get your tax deduction 
according to the firm of Adelsberg and Adelsberg. If you <laughs> give, isn't that what it's called? Adelsberg and Company. Oh right, sorry. That's my, my my father loved a show. Yeah, yeah. One second was the, it was never Adelsberg and Sons. It was always Adelsberg and Company. It was S. Adelsberg and Company. Right. And there's a photo, not a photo, a portrait of S. Adelsberg when you walk in. Right. Your dear father. The firm was started. It was funny. The firm was started, of course, by my father, who had one rule, just one rule. Nobody works on Shabbos. Nobody works on Shabbos. Nobody works on Shabbos in Yontif. So I went to the Yana Rebbe's father, Rabbi Breyer, yeah. and I said, you know, I, have to, I give everybody off. We close the office. But when you're a CPA, you have to, you know, do continuing education to uh-huh. keep your license. Right. And I asked, can I ask the guy and the non-Jews to take their courses? On Saturday. On Saturday or on the Yontif day. Because right. if you want to know, know what days Yontif are coming out for the next they five know. years, call my office. <laughs> they know. They'll give you all the days of Yontif. All the guy know it. Okay. So I said, can I ask them to Because it's the CPAs for their benefit. Right. They need it. Right. So he says, he's, this is a Hasidic answer. The Rabbi Breyer says, I love Hashem, he has, says to us, your father asked you for do one thing. He goes, yeah, don't do play it. around. Do it. Don't play around with it. We're asking you to do one thing, support Eric Israel here. Don't play around with it. He, we was, need a, your support. he was a legend, that's Adelsberg. He, yes, knew, he knew the one thing to tell you. Right. And he, I had, I told you this, and I've shared this with you, I had the privilege of being the beneficiary of Rabbi Breyer's brilliance when I was in college. Right. What a brilliant man. And I, the other day, David Fishoff was with us. We were talking about it. He didn't know that, a relationship with Ari Breyer. And he was talking about his relationship with Ari Breyer, which is legitimate. They, they were neighbors, right? Right. They were neighbors. So, they were know. very much neighbors. I mean, yeah. David I, likes telling stories, but this one's real. A, <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, the, the, best, the best story we always tell of the Breyer family, the Biano Rebbe, was 1996 when eight of us, including David Fishoff, myself, Penn, Lavavi, Panuski, all the, all the Chevra, a five-car call, we're going to Mehron yeah. for the Hadlaka. And he, the Biana Rebbe, does that. He does it. So we wear these light blue jackets. They're light blue jackets with basically said, Chaside de MMB. MMB being Menachem, Menachem Mendel Breyer. A tribute to the Rebbe's father. Right. Sacket Lake, New York. Love it. So we're worried. We're on top of the roof, sea of black in our blue jackets. <laughs> Someone goes up to the Rebbe and says, Are these your Hasidim? <laughs> The Rebbe smiles and says, no, no, no. They're my father's Hasidim. They're my friends. And no joke, because in a way, you grew up together. Right. So that's pretty cool. So that was like, you know, this is, this is who we are. This is the history of, of who we are. We, we, we care for each other. No question about it. David Gottlieb, I thank you. Your $100 donation has become 200 and I thank you very, very much. Last five minutes, anybody else? Who'd like to give before we uh, leave the air today? Mayor Ferdig is going to be sitting in tomorrow. Our weekly update will return on the 5th of January. We'd love to include you among our donors. Five Kaplan, thank, excuse me, thank you. Your 100 just became 200. A big thank you to Daniela and Ellie Hurt. Your, your uh, $54, a three-times high donation, just became a six-times high donation with our matchers. And that is a 108 total dollars. Please uh, join in now so we could wrap up today with a nice total. Mark Weintraub has just donated in honor of Tzahal. Uh, that is a donation that started as a four times high donation. And now 
It is an eight times high donation because of our generous matchers. Matching is going to keep going, by the way. If you if you want to give tomorrow when Mayor Fertig is on, if you want to give Sunday before the 31st ends, that matching will continue for sure until December the 31st. And then we're going to readjust everything on the 1st of January and announce the uh, actual hard deadline of our 40th anniversary campaign. So please, if you want to take advantage of the tax Deduction, here's your opportunity, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Join those hundreds who've already uh, given something toward this campaign, fjbunity.org. And I will use the last few minutes of this show to ask you to, uh, to help us out. Again, it's fjbunity.org, and we want to announce as many donations as possible. There are people who gave last year, by the way, who have not yet. And that was before December 31st. Last year, our deadline was December 31st. And there are people who have not yet given from that list, and we encourage you to do so now. Uh, and again, just like you did in 2022, you'll be able to get a tax deduction in 2023. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. Monday on New Year's, my plan is to do this show from the New York City studio and then back to a regular schedule. We have a lot of stuff coming up. We have the Haas concert coming up. We have the big... Um, uh, uh, um, oh, gosh, I just it just escaped my mind what they're calling it. There's a major unity event to benefit some major uh, organizations here in Israel that's going to be taking place on the 9th of January. We're going to start with all the details this coming Tuesday on JM and the AM, and um, it, it'll give everyone an opportunity who gives to have their money distributed to a lot of key causes here, all of whom are, how do I put this, long-standing causes. Nothing against those that started during the war. That we understand. There are a lot of great organizations. But the ones they're going to be supporting in order to help Israel rebound from all of this will be organizations that have proven track records, some that, some if not all that we've heard of. So that's going to be happening um, starting Tuesday. Uh, Deborah Allen, thank you. Your twice high has just turned into a four times high donation because of our matchers. Thank you very much, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Be as generous as you can as we wrap things up on this Thursday morning broadcast from Jerusalem. We, now we literally have five minutes to go for the show. fjbunity.org is the site. Give as much as you can. Is your uh, phone ringing off the hook, Mr. Adelsberg, with, uh, with well, people who are trying I, to? It's like it's, it's, it can, I can't get to it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> Steve shut his phone <laughs> during the show. A thank you to Ronit and Shlomo Hagler. A big, big thank you. Your, your 10 times high just turned into a 20 times high donation. They say thank you for all you do for Claudia and That is much appreciated. Akiva Adler has, uh, has tossed in a $100 donation, which now goes in our fund as a $200 donation because of our generous matchers. Akiva Adler, a 2 $100 donation, and we will keep going for another three minutes or so here on this Thursday. Eagle, uh, this is it. We're not going to see each other for a while now, I would assume. I know. I'm, I'm very sad. Yeah, we saw each other in October. <laughs> we saw each other in November. No, now I mean, this long trip in December. And I said to my, I told you, I said to Rifki this morning, I said, I don't know when I'm going to see Nahum again. It's very, it's very disturbing to me. I like the fact that you're around here. Now, this was not one of those Amazon package jokes. That you need someone to bring you Amazon packages. This was no, sincere. I have someone for that. Oh, you have someone else for that? <laughs> Adel, Adelsberg's bringing you in January? No, I, I didn't speak to Steve yet, but uh, I, want, I want a shirt like he has. <laughs> well, yes, it's uh, quite sad. Although, uh, I don't know if you heard this, or my fast was on earlier, and he did say 
that he's going to be returning from the United States to Israel on the 29th of January for that short trip he has. Maybe we'll hop on. Maybe we'll hop on and wrap up the campaign here. Oh, but that would be great. Well, but right now... I have. <laughs> I need a half a day to breathe, and, day then, to breathe. And, then we'll, and then we'll make sure to start making plans. What can I tell you? Even Steve Adelsberg, between Chizuk missions, takes a day or two to decompress and take care of things in the office. So, you know, we office, need half- office or in Madison Square Garden or Barclays. Correct. So we have half a day to breathe. Has anybody asked you yet? Well, I don't know if this would be the time, because I don't know anyone who's in Israel staying in Israel, but uh, Steve... Mm-hmm. And his family, part of their generosity is if they find that a chayal is visiting the United States and wants to go to an NBA basketball game, they make sure to give them tickets. Don't you regret you never became a chayal? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell my son Yehuda. Oh my gosh, his son's in the Air Force. <laughs> no question about it. Anyone, Holy cow! Anybody, anyone comes to me from Israel and need tickets to a game? If that's what gets you going, which you got game it. are we talking about? <laughs> which next? game you're talking about? You're talking about you know, any game they want. Once he found out it was your son, it's a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. want him to go to Game 7 of the championship. I want to see a Game 7 also. You get us to a Game 7, he gets to go. If there's a Game 7 in Barclays or Madison Square Garden, he'll be there. And, you, and then you'll be going with me. Yeah. Oh, not a, that, no question. Yehuda Siegel. Does Steve go to the Super Bowl? You've been to Super Bowls, man. Been to Never? Super Bowl. I've been to a Super it's not a, It's not the game right. you want to go People don't love going to Super Bowls. Sam doesn't like The waiting around between want, is insane. You, like, you want to go to the semi, the championship game. Right. Those are the ones you the want week, to go to. The two weeks before. Right. That's yeah. you want to go to. I never went to a championship game. Did you go to Atlanta for a championship game? I never went to the game. Oh, I, you were there. I, rem- I remember I was standing with a Mr. Goodman, a lover, Shalom. He had the, he had the pizza store in Efrat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know who you he mean. Did, yes, he had a son who passed on Kiddush Hashem, a soldier who was he jumping out of a plane. His parachute got tangled oh, with his commander. Oh god! He gave up his life for his commander. This was his son. He was a very good guy. Play. He was a he was a good guy. He was a simple Jew. We met at a, we met at a wedding, and he's from you. He's from Texas, and he says you're from Texas. And I go, were you at the game? And he looks at me and goes. Were you at the game? He goes, I was at the game. Now, the whole table is looking at us. What are these two clowns talking about? <laughs> and I'm saying, I was at the game. What game we're talking about? University of Texas played USC, where Reggie Bush was on the team. Wow. The guy Vince, Vince Young was on the All team. Right. That was wow. the classic Rose Bowl game. That was a Rose Bowl game, And which... I went to with my son because right. that was an easy game to go to. You know, you could figure it out. We did. Went out to Pasadena, went in and out. And he looks at me and goes, you were at that game? I get, I said, not time on. I said, I wrote him a letter with the tickets to the game and said, while me and my son were at a football game, your son was defending Eric Israel. Wow. Thank you. Wow. There you go. And that's what we do. Says so, it all. so if you want to know, Yigal, if you want to know if your son comes to Game 7, he gets Game 7. All right. I will tell him. You tell him. He gets to the school that you need. Right? And our final donation for today is a three-times anonymous, three-times high anonymous donation, which has turned into a six-times high donation. Thank you very much, Steve Adelsberg. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you. All your kind words for doing this with us on both sides of the world, which is quite a commitment for anybody, including you, and I thank you for that. And uh, we're going to take your um, directive and keep going strong. That's what we're going to keep doing. That's what you got to do. Just keep going strong. You got to keep going strong. But you're talking to a crazy guy. You know that. 
You know how you know how crazy you're talking. This guy you're talking. I don't think you're that crazy. Maybe maybe I'm crazy for not thinking you're crazy. Well, let me tell you why. One quick story, because yeah. you know I have stories. But okay, go ahead. But we had, it was a playoff game. Right. The Chicago Bulls against the New York Knicks. Right. Michael Jordan, the whole crew. It was a game six. The game was on Shabbos. Right. And I don't like to watch games taped. I can't. Right. I, I, I want right. to see a game live, but right. you can't see it at Shabbos. Right. I'm not playing no shtick, no right. Shabbos clock. Right. But I said one thing, though. I can see the game live. How could you see the game go live? Go to Israel. You go to Israel for Shabbos. And you Saturday did? Saturday night, and you see the game live. And you did? And I did. Why wouldn't you do that? All right. He is crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? You just it. <laughs> hey, thank you to Joe and Chaya Yugowitz. Their three times high turned into six times high, so I lied. That wasn't the last one, the anonymous one. The Yugowitzes are the last one of the morning. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Rather with the web at AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps it up from Jerusalem, Steve Adelsberg. Thank you and God bless thank you. Thank you. Enjoy Shevard Brachos. Thank you. You'll yes. be there this Shabbos, Bezrat Hashem. And enjoy Rav Goldvich. You'll see him this Shabbos as well. Yes, I will. And, oh, you won't see Gavri. Gavri will be with us. He's usually in Yeshiva Nakoto, but all right. Maybe you can use his seat. You can okay. use his seat. There you go. Yigal, kolakavo to you. Thanks let's, for coming. Let's keep working and working strong. Lots, lots of work to be done out there. Oh, true, true, true. To say the least. Have a good Shabbos, good trip. Shabbat shalom and thank you. Uh, we leave here, Matzei Shabbos, Sunday in New York. You'll next hear from me Monday morning. From our New York City studio, Mayor Ferdig, tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. From Jerusalem, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, actually, till Monday, Nahum Segal reminding you remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.